You're listening to Triple Radio on the Fat Gatsby Network. Hit the That's start it. streaming We're recording. button. Yeah. We'll, we'll take that moment of getting, making sure everything is going. Checking the streams. Trim, how do the streams look? This, uh, I just, this, this, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm watching now. There we are. All right, sweet. We're yes. there. Are we okay. live? Yep, we are live. I just, the first time, first or second time we did this, I had like another window for the chat, like, that uh, I didn't have on, uh, you know, and it wasn't. Now I just, I don't know. I guess I'm just keeping Twitch open for that. Yeah. But I had one that was like integrated with uh, OBS that was just there, and I, I don't yeah. know what I did that it's OB- not there now. OBS is a beautiful mystery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I'm oh, not gonna fuss about it. <laughs> and we're just gonna go ahead and start this thing. That's what we should do. Um. Yeah, hey everybody, welcome to uh, <laughs> Triple Radio for uh, uh, September. Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's it. You got it. It's, it's September's it's September's episode being recorded on the 2nd of October because Dave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah thank you for your patience. Very busy. And Weiss is also here. Um, yes. yes. But yeah, no, you. you Weiss, are you very busy? Not really. Like, unfortunately, not. <laughs> kind of the reverse thereof. Yeah, but yeah, you, you, Dave, you've been recording a massive voiceover project for the last three weeks, oh, something gosh. like that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, I, I would like to talk about it for for just a hot minute because I think it might be of interest, some interest to our listeners. I, I, I technically, I did not sign an NDA, but I'm going to avoid <laughs> specifics, uh, you know, just out of professional courtesy. Um, yeah, yeah. So what I've spent the last three weeks or so doing is is recording just countless hours of my voice to be fed into an algorithm in order to create uh, an AI voice in the style of your series or your Alexas or what have you. Um, now, the difference is, so this is something I've never done before, and it was just, it was a, a massive, massive volume of stuff. And it was for a uh, an AI company they're you know like a small company in the bay area uh who very recently received a massive influx of money from a huge media conglomerate um and uh this huge media conglomerate would like a little roi and so they're putting together basically a tech demo to present to said media conglomerate featuring one featuring one of media conglomerates mm, not most bankable characters, but a beloved niche character, I'd say, uh, a, a virtual version of this character to present to their investors. Uh, this will never be public facing. No one's ever going to see it besides the executives for whom this is the benefit to see. Hey, thank you for those millions of dollars. Here's what we can build. Um, isn't this cool? <laughs> and it's interesting to me because said media company already prominently works with another AI voice company to some controversial effect. That's probably a dead giveaway, <laughs> but uh, again, I haven't said anything. 
And I'm not under NDA, technically. So so I think it's interesting that they are seeding, uh, they are actively seeding other voice AI mm. companies. Uh, either they are looking at some of the negative response they've gotten to you know, their previous work in this space and are exploring other avenues, or they're just, um, you know, always seeding future technology. Clearly, this is a technology that they are interested in, in mm -hmm. using in the future. Um, and this particular company, their focus is more in games and interactive content. So that's where they might be using this, is more in, in a game interactive space. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, needless to say, it was a pain in the ass. <laughs> it was the entire script of said character from said media franchise, the entire script of the film in which this character appeared, and then thousands and thousands of more lines of just stuff that it looks like they grabbed from public domain sources. Like there were quotes oh. from Dracula and Frankenstein and uh, even some, some modern sources that are clearly not public domain, just random stuff that they clearly just grabbed on the internet somewhere and it was not edited and it was not really. So there were like errors. There are tons <laughs> of errors. Um, Errors was, it, was this company like putting out the proverbial cigarette and being like, oh shit, we got to make something real fast. Like, I have a feeling that might've been the case. Uh, yeah. Okay. For me, it felt like the, the lazy Fox jumped over the Brown, blah, 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 blah. Ooh. Like they just want the words more they, than the they context. do. Yes. And so the first couple of pages that I did for them, I was pointing out textual errors to them. It was like, is this word supposed, is the word in it, in the context of this sentence, this is clearly supposed to be it, right? And they're like, well, yes, technically, but it doesn't really matter. All that really matters is that what you say matches the text, because that's how the algorithm is going to parse it. It's just got to match. Yep. So mm. I would start speaking all these sentences that do not make sense and are grammatically <laughs> incorrect. And it would trip me up a lot because my brain would want to say it correctly. And then I'd go mm -hmm. back and review what I recorded and have to do it over again. Like, oh, shoot. I, <laughs> man, I, I this said sentence... a complete English sentence. What an I, idiot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I said, put the tea in my cup. Whereas what is written is put the tea it the cup. Uh, shoot. <laughs> I, I got to re-record it and do it the wrong way in order to match the broken text. So, um, wow. yeah, there was like racist stuff in there too. I mean, not like purposefully racist, but stuff because it's public domain that they were grabbing from hundred year old, you know, like Edgar Rice Burroughs kind of things. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, that's, so just, yeah, it was a weird experience. That's, that's that whole, like, yes, technology isn't biased, but the people that make it are biased. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have Lovecraft in there. You just don't have to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and again, since this is never going to be public facing and the context of the script really doesn't matter because <laughs> they just want the phenomes, you know, they just want the us and the ours and the <laughs> tra and the mm -hmm. parts of words that the <clears throat> AI software will stitch together. Um, you know, that that's why it didn't matter that I was speaking it wrong as long as it matched what was written down because that's what the computer is going to parse. Uh, but, um, it, it, it was, I almost just wanted to give them some feed. They, they, they said, if you have any feedback for us next time we do this, we'd appreciate that. And I'm, I'm thinking about telling them like, look, I know no one's ever going to see this text. It's not public facing, but you're going to hire an actor. That's not going to want to say like, 
uh, you know, right. I murdered Jesus or <laughs> there, there were yeah. things that, that there's going to be some actors that are, they're just not going to want to say that stuff out loud. So maybe just, I don't know, proofread this stuff one, one time <laughs> if, if you one have time. the time. Um, How do you feel yeah. about it from like the um, like pay slash like union side? Yeah, I mean, curious. Yeah, uh, a little conflicted, um, mm -hmm. especially since that is with with uh, the Crunchyroll controversy right now. Yep. Union voiceover work is you know it's it's very important. Um, uh, that's 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 a big important topic right now. I <laughs> just happened upon a YouTube video from a a prominent studio that talked about like what should you expect when offered an ai voiceover job and they they sort of presented a budget ballpark like you know considering that they could use your voice for whatever purposes in perpetuity they should be paying you x amount at least and fortunately this was in that ballpark so mm. uh and 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 the fact that it's not even going to be public facing i guess is nice um, yeah. so, you know, if, if the public was actually going to use it and my voice was going to be in front of lots of ears, mm -hmm. it would be worth even more. And they, they paid me an amount commensurate with that, which is great. Um, mm -hmm. cause usually stuff that's just, you know, for private, for internal business use, it's not as valuable, not as many mm -hmm. people are hearing it. So I, I can't charge as much. Um, yeah. but it would, considering the amount of work that it was, I wouldn't describe it as a huge payday. It was nice to have yeah. three weeks of guaranteed work, but it was also a grueling schedule to get it done oh, in yeah. that time. And, uh, and you're not using your your normal sexy voice. You had to imitate a particular celebrity's very distinct <laughs> voice. And I don't <laughs> sound like him, and I was doing a very bad impression of him. And, and again, they didn't really care. They were like, it's not important. You sound exactly like him as, as important as it is that for these 3000 lines, mm -hmm. you sound, um, charismatic for these 3000 lines, you sound worried. And for these 3000 lines, you sound a bit nostalgic. So like, as long as they've got those three different sort of attitudes, Mm. Uh, that that was more important than sounding like the comedian who voices this character. Why they were hiring actors? Like, I guess, I guess that that clears that up a little bit. But like yes. with the AI thing, I was just like, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, if 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 this becomes a public facing product, I'm sure the goal would be to rehire the actual actor who performs that voice yeah. and have him do it. You know, since this was just a proof of concept for their investors. You know, not a huge deal for them. Um, Dave. Hey, what's up? Oh, you, you like froze for a second. I'm not oh, like okay. looking for you in my house. I thought <laughs> I thought I heard a child coming He's downstairs. Like, oh, I, I, see. I think his sink is off. Either his sink is off or my sink is off. It, but... all, it was off. It, it's actually reconciled for yes, me now. We've downstairs. been a little off. Okay. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, so it was it was weird and interesting, and um, the hardest part really was the editing that they needed uh, a million individual files, like ten lines at a time, exactly one sentence in between each line, because that's how the AI software is going to parse it. No more than half a second at the tail end of each file. So it was. Oh, I, I posted you on had Facebook. to do that work. I had to do right. that work. So yeah, you, and you that's were doing, like, audio editing at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's the stuff that took hours and hours. Um, again, it was just 12 hours of audio, but three weeks mm -hmm. worth of editing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. What a pain uh, in the ass. Yeah, uh, it was. <laughs> it was, again, fair pay. But yeah. considering the actual number of hours that I worked, you know, not not a massive, not a massive windfall by any means, but pay, right. pay commensurate with the amount of work. Yeah. But it was a lot of work all at once. Yeah. So I'm glad it's over. Hey. Yeah. I'm yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and definitely makes me, you know, no. reconsider the no. idea of <laughs> somebody gotta go to bed. No. <laughs> somebody off in the wings. No, he he was already up in bed, and then he came downstairs to go pee, and uh, gotta see what Dad's doing. Yeah, just like you were pointing towards the corners of the room, like okay. clearly up to something. <laughs> yeah, no, mm -mm, mm -mm. Mm -mm. get um, out of here. But and then it relates to James Earl Jones selling his vo officially selling his voice to Respeacher yeah. is mm -hmm. I think good for him, bad for the rest of us. Yeah. That was my feeling. Well, because it was just like he's retiring. I get that. Like right. he's mm -hmm. he is well done. <laughs> like why would he care? Take the money. Go exactly. Ahead. Yeah. This is a way for his beneficiaries after he passes away to continue to get paid for his work after his death. That's yeah. a gregarious thing for him to do for his family, but also for audiences. You know. Yeah. Like... <laughs> just, just just recast it. Just you know. There's so many. Yeah. People that well, could do that. It's a weird, I mean, like you've, I'm sure you've run into it more, but like recasting somebody nowadays versus like 20, 30 years ago is like such a thing. People just don't accept it. Like, yeah. I mean, whenever Wakanda forever comes up, I think about Letitia Wright, <laughs> just like, you know, 20 years ago would have been like an instant. Okay. We'll just hire somebody else. Yeah. But, People are like, oh, that's not that character. People link that personality to the character. So, like instantly, know. instantly they yeah. do that. Instantly. Well, it's, I mean, they did, they recast War Machine. That was like the one. Yeah. Mm. But that was, you know, 10 plus years ago at this point. And it was very. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was like kind of before it was. Because <laughs> that was between Iron Man 1 and 2. So it wasn't even like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Avengers yet. And it wasn't this whole thing. So it was still kind of like, eh. Yeah, because yeah, Disney wouldn't have owned. Yeah, Disney didn't own until that first Avengers. Until so. Avengers, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now that I think, I I never thought about how much even in genre fiction about which you would think fans would be crazy. I'm thinking Back to the Future. I'm thinking you know recasting yeah. uh, the the uh, uh, Savick, the Vulcan lady uh, between mm -hmm. Star Trek two and three. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. lots of that. And, and, and hey, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's what's her face recasting the ant from Fresh Prince? Oh yeah, yeah. between yeah. seasons, like lots of like between season recasts used to happen on TV like all the time. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, like you get super old, and it's like the happy, infamous Happy Days thing where like a character went up to the attic and never came down after season one, and they just went, <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> like we're just gonna do it. Or, yeah. you know, Dick York, Dick Sergeant, whatever. But, yeah, you can't, like, people riot. I'm just like, Ezra Miller, get him the fuck out of there. Like, yeah, what are you yeah please. Just recast him. Yeah, well, there's <laughs> another Flash. Just get the guy who yeah. was the Flash for TV, and that's it. Problem what? solved. Better. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what everybody yeah. said, yeah. <laughs> the best time to cast him for the movies was when they started making the movies, and the next best time yeah. is now. Just... Forget Ezra Miller. Fucking, um, yeah, they recast. I mean, they, uh, yeah, 
don't know. You get you get lots of different. It's I get I don't know because you get lots of different <laughs> Batmans, right? Mm-hmm. Well, because they James Bonded him. Yes, though, and know? that's yeah, well, got away with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it's because there was established history of changing right. Batman. <laughs> there was there was four movies with three different Batmans. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even so had you, that with Ragnarok, which you know, like it it just threw me that they. <laughs> that they changed the character and didn't change the actor and just went, Oh, audience will be cool with this. And they were, <laughs> they totally were, but yeah. it just like, if they would have like changed him in between, it would have made like total sense. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm just like, it is a different character sort of. Yeah. Yeah. They changed the oracles for the matrix, you know? Oh yeah. 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 I... Well, when people die, people i think i think are yeah. you know dumb they're like okay <laughs> they, can, they can get out of the movies <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. need a live body there right? yeah <laughs> i i am a bit of a <laughs> i'm i'm guilty of being a richard harris a pot like sure. richard harris yeah. is my one and only dumbledore and i will breach no substitutes um <laughs> But uh, I, I I do think it's, you know, in light of uh, Hugh Jackman and, you know, making a right. big him and Ryan Reynolds making this big media point of of tickling people about, yeah, hey, he's coming back, everybody. Uh, right. y- you know, that I feel like that only even further solidifies like, boy, the next guy to play Wolverine is going to be up against some shit because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. that could have been a good window to have the new Wolverine yeah. like, yes. right there. Would have been nice. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I, like of course, we all love Hugh Jackman. I'm just like, one, and I know that they even said the statement, but Logan ended so well. And he also said, like, playing Wolverine, like, just tears his body up. Yeah. Like, obviously, he won't be, like, doing Logan shit for Dare. I don't right. think for school, but <laughs> well, still. <you> know, <laughs> see, my my feeling is just that like that is the lead into because uh, mm-hmm. uh, my coworker was pointing it out because I can't keep track of what the fuck's going on with Marvel anymore. I'm actually I haven't watched anything <laughs> since the first episode of Ms. Marvel and Love and Thunder, so I haven't oh, seen any She-Hulk, no Ms. Marvel. I didn't watch the trailer for Secret uh, Invasion. That's what's happening, but. Uh, this Deadpool movie is scheduled like right before like the Secret Wars, like the first of the oh. next two Avengers movie comes out. And it's just like, well, yeah, of course they want to get the Wolverine and get him in there with all the other Marvel character, you know, MCU yeah. characters, because they want to like put their stamp on, you know, with finality that like, yes, now all those old Fox X-Men movies are ours. You know, they're part of our universe. They were the whole time, you know, they- I know. No, I I definitely yeah I definitely got that. I'm just like I don't know. It's it's not the plot moves that interest me. Yeah. <laughs> like like right now Marvel has to do something to like grab my attention. Like yeah. I I I'll probably like She Hulk. I just yeah. don't care. I like Ms. Marvel. I don't care. Like uh, I love Jonathan Majors, and I saw the leak trailer for you know New Ant Man. I'm just like sure. It's like he'll That's be, movie. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I love that last episode of Loki with him just going off unhinged as Kang. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yep. I am looking forward to that when that comes back, but you know, who knows? It's just all I, I don't think yeah, I don't mean to be that guy who's like down on Marvel now because I'm I'm not. I'm just, you know, obviously in a moment where I'm like, ah I'm just, <laughs> I haven't I, mean, I haven't prioritized it. Yeah. 
No, I'm I'm the guy that's down on Marvel. Like that's that's just Disney's doing. But mm-hmm. you know, it's I'm weirdly you know I've liked m- more out of Phase Four than I think the like I feel like the average person is going like yeah Phase Four, but I you know Marvel is going to pull this one out, and I'm like I was kind of like slipping, and then I don't know <laughs> like multiverse was fun. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's fun stuff still. I just, you know, I can't yeah, I, consume all of it. I think, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think the ratio of quality content is as consistent as it's always been. It's just there's so much of it. Yeah. It, it just my my time in the last, you know, month. And I, well, you know, it's like when Lauren was like, yeah, I don't really want to watch Ms. Marvel. I was like, OK, well, shit, now I have to find time for it. Um, <laughs> so I, I got to do that at some point. But we're going to watch She-Hulk. We started watching Andor. we've only watched one episode of it um i'm excited I, for that because i watched three I, in time okay. for this episode so i'd love to chat with you about that well i've only watched one so i really don't got much to talk about no, well, <laughs> well i want to know your feelings well my i mean the first episode is a lot of just kind of setup it feels like like mm-hmm. there isn't a lot going on in that episode in particular but um you know the take i saw before the episodes went up uh, the terrible take by somebody on Twitter that made me more excited to watch the show is someone was complaining that like, oh, why doesn't this show have more Easter eggs? That's all we care about as fans is Easter eggs. And I'm that like, is what also drew me to like, <laughs> I wasn't paying attention at all. And then I'm just like, oh, oh, it's not oh you're thing. just going to tell a story about a yeah. character without having to like hammer on everything else. Like, you know, in you're going to be the opposite of Obi-Wan. Okay, sure. I'm in like, uh, yeah. So I'm, and, and I've come to like, uh, Rogue One a lot more since I first saw it. Like that Mm -hmm. movie's grown on me a lot. Um, but this one very much. I think that's how many times have you watched it since then? Do you have a wife who's read the book and told you the whole story of the characters? (laughs) (laughs) No, like I, I, I think it's, it's it's kind of like when we talk to somebody that's really into tabletop games that plays video games where we're like, oh, you're looking for kind of different stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like Rogue One is a lot of like its strength is the world building yeah. and its weakness is, is the characters. Mm-hmm. And I feel yeah. like some people like, I don't know, it, it depends how strongly you're in favor of one that really like draws you in. Yeah, it's as. Uh, it's- yeah. yeah, but there's things I would change about Rogue One, and I feel like there was a lot more they could sure. have done. That would have been a great series, uh, TV series, if that was stretched yeah. out and they spent more time with those characters. But anyways, uh, yeah, yeah I, I think it's cool to see this character who is, I guess, not really a big deal in Star Wars, uh, generally speaking. He is not Han Solo. He is not a Skywalker, uh, just kind of <laughs> doing dirty Star Wars stuff. Yeah, he's not. Hold on. Hold. Give it time. Yeah. <laughs> Dead will not, something, something. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's not, you know, it doesn't have the hook of, uh, you know, the baby Yoda mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man, man, something about, you know, Mandalorian was just cool from the start. Cause it's like, Oh, he's like Boba Fett. And then Boba Fett's there. Uh, so I, I like going into a show that is more detached from all the other shit and yeah. just doing its own thing. I, as somebody who ha- I have not gone back to Rogue One and we, my feelings about it are identical to yours. It was, you know, the, we, I, we, we just, they were interesting characters who I felt no attachment to <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah. Like this is intellectually interesting on paper, but I don't care <laughs> about any of these people. 
Um, and luckily, mm-hmm. so far, uh, in, the, in the first three episodes that I've seen of Andor so far, that is the thing that it does really, really well, is that these characters <laughs> are so well drawn. I care about them a lot already. I'm surprised at how much nice. I care about them already. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so after watching the first episode, Tim, I like honestly, it felt like, well, this is an obligation. If I'm going to watch one of the major mm-hmm. series that has debuted in the last month, it's either going to be Andor, House of the Dragon, or the Lord of the Rings one. Andor is the shortest. That's the one I'm going to go for. Mm. And uh, it, it, it felt like doing work. But once I watched it, I was like, is it me or was that really, really good? I got to watch more of these. I got to see what I'm really interested in this story now. Um, and I think, and, and I, I was also left asking myself like this story, it, like it's wonderful that this story is so detached from the space wizard, space wizard legends that, you know, Star Trek has to lean on. And this is just a story about a dude in a mm-hmm. galaxy a long time ago, far, far away. Um, and I had to ask myself, is this story, does this need to be in the Star Wars universe? You know, like, could this have been a standalone science fiction story about, about you know, this is Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy in space? Like, would that mm-hmm. have been enough? And the conclusion I so came to was like, kind of show. Okay. Y- yeah, yeah. It's, okay. um, it wasn't sure yeah, yeah. Um, same writer as Rogue One, so the the you know the the, the Jason Bourne movies, um, but but you know so far less actiony. At least in the first three episodes, definitely more, yeah. more, more like a John Le Carre novel in space. That's good because I think that separates it from Boba and Mandalorian. Oh, it's mm-hmm. such a different tone. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Musically, there's none of the the big horns mm-hmm. that is sort of the trademark of both John Williams and Ludwig Göransson. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's all very, <laughs> at least the first episode was a lot of like synthwave stuff. It was very okay. mood setting and, um, yeah. very subdued. Well, yeah, yeah. Very subdued. And the conclusion that I came to is that actually this is better than it's star Wars. This, that improves it at least <laughs> for me is because I am aware of the stakes like it's doing a really good job of making the interpersonal stakes very high in that I am invested in these characters and the secrets they're withholding and, you know, whether or not they will betray each other because it's a cool espionage thriller kind of show. I'm I'm invested in on that level, but also, you know, this is five years before the Battle of Yavin. And so knowing... Mm-hmm what is at stake on a grander political level, which honestly is never the most interesting part of Star Wars. This is the most interesting. Uh, This is the most interesting that those machinations have ever been in the Star Wars universe. And it's because you know where this story is going. It's because this story is set five years before the fall of a fascist empire you know, where there are these, the basically, you know, P, the private military contractors that they're working with who would rather uh, uh, to put on a, a a brave face because strength is what is important to fucking fascists. So it's also, it feels very more relevant to this time right now than a lot of the others, than the other Star Wars shows have been. It's less escapist and more like, this is the situation, five years before the fall of the Empire, Mm-hmm. It was a fascist dictatorship, and it's a big galaxy. Yeah. And and how far away from the center do you need to get to hide your secrets? And it's I, I'm I'm very oh engaged by it. 
Nice. Yeah, I look forward to watching more of it when when the time allows. Yeah, I have not watched. I mean, Dave, did you finish watching Game of Thrones when that was airing? Yeah, did you watch I the did. whole show? Okay, yeah, yeah I. I did dropped not. off. Yeah, no, I dropped off. So yeah, so House of the Dragon holds little to no interest for me. <laughs> yeah, me um, either. I just, I just don't yeah. really care. I'm surprised at how much I haven't gone out of my way to see the Lord of the Rings show. Uh, I also kind of just don't care. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the thing. Is like yeah. I've I've got like like you know, coworkers and friends are into you know. I think House of the Dragons tends to be I hear House of the Dragons is good, Ring of Power, Rings of Power just looks spectacular. Like mm-hmm. whether you like it or not, it's just they're using their budget and I'm just like I would rather just rewatch the Dark Crystal show on Netflix. That was the <laughs> best like fantasy I've seen mm-hmm. in, in, but yeah, I just I can't get myself to like throw myself towards it. I'm watching so much TV right now. There's <laughs> it's, so much- it's almost like on some level like you know, I one of the multitude of reasons why I don't follow football anymore is because I'm just like I hate being involved in like the hype for it constantly. Yeah. I don't want to get touch any Game of Thrones anything after just like watching that like show and the fandom <laughs> like shit itself for three years, uh, yeah. especially in the last season. I'm like, I just don't want to get caught up in that. I just, like, I just don't want to be involved. <laughs> and honestly, that's part of the, the like I have to catch myself. Am am I being contrarian or am I just like there's just so much on the Marvel yeah. side of only specifically people trying to guess where it's going? Because mm-hmm. I don't I just want good movies. I like the good movies. Mm-hmm. Those are, I don't care if this is like, yeah, d- this show isn't great, but it sets up this for the future. I'm like, well, then the show wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then that was yeah. missable. It's like yeah. that was like the worst part of like phase two of Marvel Universe. Marvel MCU yeah. was just like, well, you just <laughs> like very few of these movies are good. That's all like, oh, it's all leading into the next Avengers. Well, great. What a yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Plot device movie. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah. We used to talk about something so I can go lights out my kid. I know. I know. I'm just <laughs> I, I was sure trying to find like <laughs> I have like so many tv shows uh dave have you seen yeah let's see have you seen los of spookies by chance no no i haven't no that's uh that that would be a hard sell for jan for partner Mm. partner tv viewing um no just the the overall theme oh okay i I mean so so my pitch is it's Ghostbusters or the Frighteners, but told like it's Wayne's World. Like, if you want a sense of what the what the sense of humor is like, I'm just like, wow, this is Wayne's World. Like, it's it's sort of a, a reality, but they have no problem just going like, this is weird, and we're going to lean into it, and this weird thing is just going to be a character, and they might hang out, <laughs> they might just be there for a while. Like, well, that's it's great. It's really fun. like for like purely funny shows. Like I think it's like the best one right now. Wow, so, I've heard great it, things, but I didn't know why. Yeah. It's they're just they're all cartoon characters. Like it's like the the basic plot. At least like first season is like people that uh like they're being paid to make fake horror things for people. Okay, so like 
So like somebody is just sort of like, uh, I, I want my town to do better. Can you make uh, like in a trap? Oops, my alarm is going off. Uh, can you make like a fake sea monster for the town so that people can get drawn in <laughs> sort of thing? So like, okay, that's your impetus sort of thing. And they all have their own reasons for like doing this for that. But also, like, somebody has a sea demon stuck inside them, and that's cool. <laughs> They're chill with them. Like, it, it's it's very, very playful. Like, it's it's produced by Lorne Michaels, and, like, you can tell. Like, it, it definitely has, like, oh, wow. kind of an over SNL feel. That's cool. Yeah, which I, I never, like, I know Julio Torres uh, was on SNL either as, like, caster writer like i never saw him until mm. he did like a one-man uh show on hbo which is really okay. funny um yeah it's him and anna fabrega are like the main main two on that show but yeah it's consistently fun like it um i was afraid this is one that was going to get lost the first season was either 2019 or 2020 mm -hmm. i didn't see it till 2020 and this is the second season it just came back so. tim we're discussing los espookies i los figured espookies. it out oh yeah figured it out. he figured it I out googled, i so googled smart. a name and i'm like okay this must be what he's talking about yeah 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 <laughs> it's good it's funny all right it's a uh, you, you know like it's it's hard to sell things as as we all need passive viewing uh that isn't afraid to like have subtitles and go back and forth on it, mm. but it's worth it. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like. yeah. Well, check that out. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I guess I can keep going. Uh, yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, do you see yellow jackets? Did I, did I bring well, up yellow jackets before? We talked about it last month. I feel yeah. like. And I, st I still had a month left on a showtime trial. Mm -hmm. So I, I tried to convince Jan to go back to it. And uh -huh. she was like, no, nah, I just don't care. So, that one uh, might be a harder one for Jan, I guess. Yeah. Like, uh, but did, yeah, did, did, I, I talked about that enough last time. But uh, yeah, front to back, that that worked. Mm. That that was very very good. When I was watching, <laughs> when I tuned into the Emmys because I was bored, and they were going through like the best pilots, I'm just like, yeah, I think Yellow Jackets should have gotten that one. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh. I only saw I saw the pilot for Cyberpunk Edge Runners um, as something that is a video game first. Interesting to like that show is great. If you, if you feel like, ooh, If you feel like watching anime, which I don't watch as much these days, but uh, yeah, it did a good job of just like uh, giving an emotional root to that world because hmm. I thought it was just going to be all noise, yeah. but it. Uh, and the action's great. It's like the kill a kill team. So it feels like that. But... Have you played the game at all? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, no. I have it. I haven't played it. I bought it uh, for like eight bucks at Best Buy. Yeah. They had stated like it's a free upgrade to the PS5 version. So and then yeah. that finally came out uh, like in the spring. And yeah. I, I just it hasn't fit into I. Almost started that instead of Last of Us Two. Perhaps I should have done that. <laughs> yeah, well, I missed it when it was like ten dollars at Best Buy not too long ago. Um, the PS4 version, which you know, I don't yeah. even know if that's particularly in a playable state right now. But 
I think that well, I heard the game got, got No Man's Sky. That's, oh, that's yeah. people were telling me. So <laughs> I also want to get back to No Man's Sky, but I'm like, there's so much <laughs> just happened to that game since I played it. That's just a like, different game now. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Like I, I did fire that up. Uh, I don't know. It was probably like a couple years ago, and I was just like, holy sh- shit. Uh, and they just keep adding stuff to it. So at some point I am going to go in there and have a big, the big space adventure that I dreamed of when I first saw that trailer. We uh, were our water sips just now is perfectly singed. Yeah, for you. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I noted that while I was saying that, I was like, those fuckers, they just did yeah. that. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Uh, did you see the, uh, trailer for last of us? The HBO? I did see the trailer for last of us. Yeah. I'm interested to see how that's going to be interesting. I I was opposed to like I I was opposed to any Naughty Dog uh, trans uh, translations because it just seems so inbred to go from yeah. a game based on a movie based on a game. However, uh, like Craig Mazin coming off of Chernobyl mm-hmm. writing Last of Us and that trailer looks good. Yeah, like. I think this show is actually going to be good. Yeah, might be, might be, might be good there. I'm going to have to watch it by myself, but it might be good. Yeah. yeah I th- oh, you don't think Lauren wants to be depressed for a year? <laughs> you know, I was watching the trailer, and my my idiot child was like, "Oh, what are you watching?" And I'm like, "It's a trailer for like a zombie show. You don't want to watch it." He's like, "No, no, I'll watch it." Yeah. Guess how that went? <laughs> ah, yeah. No, I told you. Bonehead. Come on. <laughs> It's yeah, the, it's the thing you most fear, like oh zombies. Me. Yes, that is what he fears the most. I, I don't remember. I did show him Predator, the first one. I haven't showed him Prey yet. Yeah, uh, I don't remember whether we'd recorded before or after I I did that. But yeah, he did love Predator. Um, we almost watched Prey today, but uh-huh. he did, we didn't do that. <laughs> you did? Uh, did you and the boy check out Hocus Pocus two at all this weekend? No. No, all right. Big old zombie in that, Doug Jones. Yeah, oh, yeah. big oh, Doug Jones. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. A lot of I don't have any significant nostalgia for that movie, so I'm just yeah. kind of like I, whatever. You guys might be in the same. I I feel like Hocus Pocus and Hook are like the half generation. I feel like I missed them by like a, I saw Hook in the theater. I saw Hocus Pocus. Yeah, uh, I saw Hocus Pocus. Yeah, I like. I yeah. still like Hook. I like parts of like I've gone back to like I think it's a bad movie that I have nostalgia for like certain sections like I mm-hmm. I love I love the food stuff I love the Rufio mm-hmm. I, I like a lot of like that stuff it's, but oh, it also, it's, it's a bad movie that tugs at my daddy heartstrings um, yeah yeah the, the totally. kind of the same way that the last of us did <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna protect you kids so help me God um but uh, yeah, uh, we we watched Hocus Pocus two last night, and yeah, that is also a bad movie, uh, and, and a, a sequel to a bad movie. And it doesn't matter that it's bad. That is, I'm sure those you know those movies are perfectly enjoyable bad movies. I what's what's weird yeah, to yeah. me is this one was not directed by Kenny Ortega. This was a new new director I didn't recognize. Yeah, she it nailed. Uh, the... Mick... It wasn't Mick Garris writing it either, I believe. Oh no, yeah. The... Who wrote the first one? He's he's okay. a a big horror horror fellow. Oh, oh. I did not yeah. know that. Um, well, the 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 fill-ins they they nailed the Kenny Ortega style of framing ninety percent of the shots of just the three leads 
with Ben mm-hmm. Midler in the middle, <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy and Jimmy on either side. Uh, and they're mostly just like mumbling over each other all the time. Like all the jokes are just so messy and muddy. They are just like improv mumbling stuff. Uh. And it's just really loosey goosey and a total vanity project. And for someone, this is a wonderful time. For There, there are no doubt tons yeah. of viewers for whom that is a great time. Yeah. That and that's the sort of thing I miss being like the harsh separation between like movie and like direct to video or you know whatever <laughs> like like yeah it's it is streaming but most people put that on the same level ish right now sure and like Hocus Pocus two feels like return to return to Jafar you know which is <laughs> which is great it's fine yeah <laughs> but it's not a land yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was good and weird. Yeah, I guess similarly, similarly like I, I did not watch the full full thing. Um, uh, and not to like, not to just shit on uh, Rob Zombie, but <laughs> okay, but I gave I gave this new monsters a shot. Uh, oh. I saw if you've seen that trailer, it's uh, it was kind of an infamously laughed at in a cat's way kind of trailer. Um, and I went, you know what? This is the most interesting thing Rob Zombie has done in my sure. eyes in a long time. Like, like he, he wanted to do it in black and white and they wouldn't let him. So he did, he went the complete opposite way and made it look like the like monsters made for TV eighties, like color pastiche, <laughs> uh, sort of thing. And like, and I'm just like, okay, I want to see how Rob Zombie viewed the monsters. <laughs> that was my main impetus mm-hmm. going into this movie. And it's like the it it's it's like Dracula Dead and Loving It. It's like the later uh like airplane-esque Liam Neeson or uh, uh-huh. Liam Neeson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of Leslie Nielsen movies where like it's it's hacky it's it's a lot of the jokes play like you're walking into a spirit halloween store kind of thing um it is it is unwatchable in my eyes but it is fascinating that this exists that it made it all the way here (laughs) boy yeah it, it is a rough one um yeah and uh yeah i don't have cleared let's see finished prime primal ended great reservation dogs ended great uh i wanted to bring up did do either of you guys watch harley quinn by chance i want to no watched like half the first season okay like it's i still really like that show but there is an episode this season that is that you'll want to watch okay episode eight does it it references Batman lore and animated series specifically in like interesting ways. Oh, cool. That's very cool. I was kind of like, uh, like we, we brought up nostalgia and Easter eggs and all that shit like earlier. And like the way I was thinking about it is like, it's, it's the same thing as like CG. Like if you, you can use it well, like if you like hybrid it, you know, like you Mm -hmm. do like Jurassic park uses CG in an interesting way to like help the plot. <laughs> it's not just there 
to be like, oh, okay, we're gonna stop and look at CG. And it's like the same thing with like nostalgic kind of like shit. So that was it was a good example of how to use it, <laughs> how to how to use a language that we understand to actually like tell like a different story. So that one's that one. The is way a that nice you're talking story. around what you want to say is very intriguing yeah. to me. Like I gotta know what you're talking about now. I mean, I could give it away. I mean, like no, don't give it away. Show, I think you've you've interested yeah. me now. Yeah. Uh, I am interested it, in this. Yes, it, it's also a nice, easy show to throw on. I've found like no. a, as the reverse of a lot of shit I watch, where I'm just sort of like, okay, I'm sitting down, I'm paying attention. Like like Harley is a is a smartly written show, but it's uh, I can also check my brain out, which I honestly mm-hmm. don't have those shows <laughs> because I don't watch reality TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be a good elliptical yeah. show. That's what I should start working yeah. on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess last TV show, uh, I'll mention is being puppycat. Uh, it's really, really good. That um, so being, being puppycat was a cartoon, uh, in like 2012, there was just okay. kind of like a little pilot, like a 10 minute pilot, uh, adult swim played it on like cartoon hangover. If you remember that, uh, they did like a little Kickstarter and got like a first season out of it. And I'm just like, okay, the show's done and over like 10 years ago. Um, uh, It's one of the main uh, contributors to Adventure Time. So it's that kind of feel. Um, Mm. 10 years later, Netflix is like, you can do exactly what you want. So they kind (laughs) of did like a weird remix of the, the episodes that were there and also some other stuff. They kind of like, hmm. I, I'm not going to say like fleshed it out because it still has that like wonderful like stream of consciousness. Like we're going to meander over here this, the same way like Adventure Time does where okay. like we're going to find the story. But also like there is something deeper underneath if you're paying attention sort of thing. Mm. Uh, and it's just gorgeous <laughs> like for just 2D animation uh, stuff. So if uh, that might be a fun one for the children's. Yeah. I feel like Lauren would like this show. What was that called again? B, as in a bee, mm-hmm. and pup cat, as okay. in a creature you can really tell is a pup cat. All right. Well, maybe I'll try to throw that at the child. Yeah, tomorrow. we got an Ashley Birch in there. Oh, we yeah. Tom, we got a Tom Kenny in there. In the Yeah, Tom Kenny's in the original run. I don't know if he made it into the newer one. Probably. Ooh, we got Marina Sirtis, Stephen Root. Mm hmm. Oh, it's a good character. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anything else for you guys, TV wise? I mean, the only TV I watch is fucking all elite wrestling. Really, <laughs> oh yeah, it was for that uh, particular program. My God, but uh, it's a yeah. very good show. <laughs> it is. It is a very good show, but it's just also been just batshit crazy. Um, I, I saw a show live this past month, so there was that as well, which is always fun. Uh, yeah, I don't read up on like the backstage stuff, so I missed all of the fucking CM Punk stuff. Uh, I just I was having fun, like kind of letting the show tell me or not tell me things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, is he just a bad guy? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yeah. He made That's some. He made some, <laughs> some very. I think he is the bad guy in the situation. Yeah, that's kind of what I was feeling. <laughs> uh, because of, uh, mm-hmm. 
yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I could go on about this wrestling drama for <laughs> quite a while on this show, but yeah, it was like after, after the last pay-per-view, which was about one month ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, the, the champion, the, the face of the company just went on the app, the, the post-show press conference and just went off just shooting, which is just uh shit talking people for real, uh, uh in, mm-hmm. in non-wrestle speak. And that uh, instigated a confrontation backstage in which it is still unclear everything that went happened, but it <laughs> appears that a man was bit by another man and punches were thrown and all sorts of other shit. And uh, it, it caused great upheaval because, you know, the four principal people involved in the situation were all freshly crowned champions who yes. were then freshly uh stripped of their championships at the beginning of the show that i was there live to watch oh, that, uh, oh wow i mean like one even if that wasn't uh buffalo like mm-hmm. that was just the wildest show it was <laughs> a wild freaking show because yeah we got like multiple we had the beginning of a tournament and like an incredible promo and like title matches and champions crowned and yeah buffalo boy daniel garcia getting his his spot in the spotlight and a great Um, match from him too yeah yeah oh yeah that was that was great yeah um lots of fun but yeah that's basically well yeah then the great british british baking show i watched that too that's uh, yeah yeah oh you caught up yeah i'm caught up yep uh there was uh i don't know if you care dave but like, i, I the, jan watches it on weekend mornings so i I, uh, I catch it from i'm not sure where she is or at what point i i i looked at the cast and it was like so where's the hot chick because <laughs> there's always a hot and and she said oh I, th- I think she got devoted off but there's definitely a hot guy there's a hot no, no, guy well, he must leave with tattoos oh, and he's I think a nanny the most conventionally pretty girl was uh she was sick this week so oh, okay oh right yes yes yeah i was just gonna say that uh that english breakfast pizza looked like dog shit i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry to say <laughs> fuck that thing i was very excited for some of those pizzas <laughs> but... yes some of those I was. <laughs> yeah, some of them. Some of them I was. <laughs> oh, that was God. like the grossest thing I've seen on it the was, show. That was terrifying. I was so surprised that they liked it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, they're English, so what do you, you know? Of course. Yeah. yeah, no, that, that's a staple uh, in, in this house is watching of the baking show um, for, for some oh, years. Weiss, that's yeah. something else I wanted. I forgot to mention this about... Andor is that another thing that I love about Andor and I think also makes it feel a little gives it a little bit more of that spy thriller kind of feel Mm -hmm. is that it's very British. The cast is very wonderfully British in the way that episode four feels more British than any other Star (laughs) Wars. And that's something that I love about it. So it's just fantastically wonderfully a British spy, (laughs) uh, a British spy thriller. it's it's funny that I always think of Star Wars as like having that like through line of British just because mostly because of four. I mean, like, yeah, obviously in us, but, you know, uh, yeah, and that, that's one of those things when the seven through nine were kicking. I'm just sort of like, OK, this one feels kind of. I guess like that is kind of a separator. I'm like, this feels like an American version of Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Um, cool. Yeah. The, uh, only new release movie that I think I saw 
was yeah. the Dragon Ball Super superheroes ah, movie, which uh, great. Um, and not just because those tickets were only three bucks a piece. Was the theater totally packed, thing. though, at that price point? Um, was that theater packed? No. Uh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, you know, I'm trying to think because that was, you know, the uh, it was like a month ago now, right? Yeah, and that first month of school is a real mind wiper. Yeah, uh, let me tell you, it's it's just a fucking blur. Uh, <laughs> so there, there's really not that many things I have to talk about uh, until one thing particular that we'll get to. But yeah, this this feels like it was ages ago that I saw this. Uh, yeah, I, I hope there was a lot of people in theaters that way. Either way, yeah, me me and the kid went to see that, and yeah, no, it was really cool. Cool. Um, it, it's the first movie that they have animated with computer animation and not a hand-drawn style, which mm, right. oddly enough made it look like uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. It made it look like the mm -hmm. video game upon which the show is based. Or, and well, I feel like that is a yeah. modern, a, a lot of the modern anime that I've just like popped my eye on, you know, especially your Demon Slayer kind yeah. of thing. That's just what the aesthetic is now. Yeah, but it so was... so it forgive me. It so so it had kind of like a a cell shaded look for better yes. lack of a better mm -hmm. term. Okay. Yep. Yep. It had a cell shaded cell in it. Yeah. <laughs> as well. <laughs> cell shaded cell it? as well. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Hey. But, oh. Yeah. It, it was fun for me. Who like I have you know I never watched GT because everyone said it was shit and I haven't watched any of Super yet. Um, not for you know just because I don't get time to watch shows. Uh, but you know, I vaguely know some of what happens in super, but none of that matters. Basically you just need to know like Dragon Ball Z, uh, yeah. which is great because you know, the main character, the, the show centers around Piccolo, which is great because he, <laughs> great. <laughs> well, because he's been in, you know, the backseat for, you know, he's been the least powerful character, like, you know, him and Gohan have taken a backseat to, Goku mm -hmm. and Vegeta in, in a major way, and they don't really do anything. They kind of were left behind, like, you know, Yamcha and Krillin and those losers. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it's about Piccolo, and, and and it has a lot of fun Dragon Ball Z wackiness to it. Like, you know, uh, Gohan and uh, uh, Videl gave Piccolo a phone um, that he barely knows how to use. And they're just constantly calling him to like pick up their kid from school and watch him <laughs> watch her. That just sold me on the movie. Yeah. <laughs> just that kind of nonsense yeah. is how it opens. But then, you know, it ties into like, uh, you know, just new Android stuff and new cell stuff. And it looks really good. And there's a lot of funny stuff. The only like bad part of the movie is they cut away to like what Goku and Vegeta are doing for like 10, 15 minutes. And they're off, you know, training with the guy from Dragon Ball Super, Beerus, and his uh, his 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 trainer, whose name is Whis, uh, which is funny for obvious reasons, yeah. And and just like you know, hey, I wonder what Goku and Vegeta are doing. And then they cut away from the movie for like 10, 15 minutes, and it's like, oh, they're out there training, and there's just a bunch of nonsense. And then they go back to like the regular movie. It's just like, well, you just didn't. Who cares yeah. what they're doing? They're not involved in this. They don't show up later like it just is on piccolo and nice. gohan to save the day and that's really cool uh well, we, we always say the best episode is the episode that piccolo learns how to drive so and their driver's licenses yep. so they, why are we doing this we can fly everywhere <laughs> um, better so yeah that was that was great and and a lot of fun to watch and uh yeah, the kid loved it. We did watch, I actually had a Blu-ray of 
like the first Dragon Ball Super movie, uh, Battle of the Gods. I'd had that sitting around forever and just never got around to watching. So we watched that yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. And that is not as good as Superheroes, ah. which was just <laughs> just had better action and like cooler mm-hmm. animation. And a lot of Battle of the Gods is like they're introducing this character, Beerus, who is, you know, a big deal in Super. And it's him kind of showing up. But there's very little combat in it but there is a lot of fucking nonsense because it's uh bulma's like 38th birthday and like vegeta is terrified of this guy beerus because he knows what he can do and mm. you know bulma's just like whatever just another one of your weird alien friends like mm. uh and yeah some some fun stuff happens there with you know vegeta like being super nice <laughs> uh and and also actually getting really defensive of Bulma at one point, which is amazing. <laughs> uh, it had some fun stuff, but it just, it wasn't as, you know, and then there was a fight, you know, eventually, of course, at the end, but wasn't as action packed, I would say as uh superheroes or as, you know, well animated, but whatever. Dragon awesome. Ball Z stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long, like, cause I, I'm shocked how much Dragon Ball has just incorporated itself into the culture. Like, especially people younger than us that like grew up on it on Toonami. Like it's, it's insane. (laughs) Well, I think, you know, super like having another show that uh, has seems to have been well received and the freaking fighting game, like those two things, like, but I think the show, especially, you know, kind of, you know, reignited Dragon Ball passion in a big way and got, you know, another generation of people. I don't know where people would have watched Dragon Ball Z, but I don't know where they watch it now, probably on Crunchyroll. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I don't know where they might have been exposed to it. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it did like bring Dragon Ball like full force back into the culture. Uh, not that it ever really went that far away, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I this year I started going to a new um barbershop uh which means like any proper barbershop that is not just supercuts uh specifically to, you know to get my hair cut for my brother's wedding but I had a couple of other like on camera jobs that I thought you know what this guy did a great job I'm going to go back to him and and so I went back there a few times and it, this is like a, a, a pretty broish barbershop I fairly, but not like super, like this is a sports bar where you get your hair cut, but sort of kind of bro-ish. <laughs> okay. um, I, 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 I feel pretty comfortable there. They, they, the, the last couple of times I've been there, like once they had sports on the TV, the other two times they had the office. And the first time I went, they had um, the Falcon, the winter soldier. Uh, and, okay. and so the, at, at the, the chair next to mine uh, the guy's got his mirror just totally decorated with Dragon Ball Z stuff, which, and you mm-hmm. know, so these are dudes maybe 10 years younger than us. Um, yep. and I'm like, that's just, that's just part of them being bros. You know, they're mm-hmm. like, they're, they're fashion bros. They, they, they mm-hmm. buy, you know, sneakers and, and, and stuff, but they love Dragon Ball. It's weird. Yep. It's weird well, to I, me, I but also through. wonderful and delightful. Yeah. No, it's. It's not a fringe nerd thing. Like, yeah. It, it, yeah. Like I honestly I I I feel similarly with like Genesis like culture, like Sonic specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like kind of went well beyond that. Is just like <laughs> yeah. it is a sign of a fun thing that you like. Yeah. Well so I was thinking back, like we started watching Dragon Ball Z after the whole show had aired in Japan. So right. like <laughs> I know. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jan brought home a children's book from her library um, about a, it's, I don't know the plot necessarily, but but it's like a very nostalgic um, uh, uh, book about this is what it was like getting together for a family dinner in my black family in the 90s. And so like all the fashion and the haircuts and the styles are very, very early 90s. And then she was excited to show me this one page. Look, look on the TV. Look what they're playing. This beautiful hand painted rendition of a level of Sonic the Hedgehog. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's that's lovely. lovely. But he's totally holding a Nintendo 64 controller. That's they, they got it half right. People still do that. That's but crazy. yes, but but no, it's it's that's one of those things that's just so pervasive yeah. in the culture. Mm-hmm. It transcended nerddom. Yeah, absolutely. I had talked for a while, so I was going to see if Dave, you had seen any movies. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we have. My kids have been waiting and waiting and waiting for um, a uh, superhero girls slash Teen Titans Go crossover movie that came out in like May June. Um, mm-hmm. It was promised to come to HBO uh, at the end of June, and then it just never did. And frequent cries to their social media accounts, like Twitter and stuff, are just fall on dead ears. Oh, and I know why, because well. they no longer give a shit about animation of any kind. Um, <laughs> but we finally watched it, and it turned out to be 90% a Superhero Girls movie, which is... Superhero Girls right now is is a, a Lauren Faust-developed TV show, and it's like the third rebooting of this franchise in as many years. Um, the Lauren Faust version is just the most recent incarnation, and it's fine. Uh, me and my kids are mostly here for, at least me and my older one, we're here for the Teen Titans Go content because we love mm-hmm. Teen Titans Go. Um, it's fun. It was only like it. about 10% of the movie, so not a great crossover. Uh, but my <laughs> oldest my oldest is on a huge Beatles kick right now. I gave her my old MP3 <laughs> player that I used to jog mm-hmm. with and a little sense, a tiny little sense, a clip uh, for her to listen to on the bus to school. And she's obsessed with the Beatles right now. She's having a real moment. So like we went back and watched. One of these things, one of it's, these jobs. Yes, very much like that. Yeah. 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 My little, kid little has one of those too. Yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm delighted that she, I basically gave her this, like, here's what I used to work out to. Here's all my, my, right. what my favorite music was 10 years ago. Uh, let me take off the Kanye West albums actually. Um, but, uh, we watched a hard day's night and we watched hell yeah. and I have not seen either of those movies in at least 20 years. Um, yep. Hard Day's Night remain. It was the first time Jan had ever seen either of those movies. Oh, and I'm she, so jealous. She got oh, I did. She was like, perplexed so. by both of them. She was like, that was well, Hard Day's Night. She was like, that was so weird. And I'm like, yeah, but weird in the best possible way, you know, in that it just broke the mold of what a pop star movie of that era was supposed to be. And I mean, was, it, it was the first one. Like that's it made what the pop star movie was. Yeah, well, I, I thought that Elvis had made had Elvis made a few movies, like just beach mm, movies be before that. Wrong. No, am I wrong? I could be wrong on the timeline. I'm not gonna say I know for sure. Like okay, like Heart Day's Night would have been early '60s. Would have been like '63 or '64. I want to say it was. Yeah, I think it was '64. Um, and then help was the very next year, 65 mm-hmm. and, and help. I think, well, I always consider help as being more aligned with what that kind of movie became, especially like the mm-hmm. Elvis Presley style, you know, yeah. beach party kind of movie. Um, mm-hmm. because you know, hard I, days I night. So easy, by the way. After 
Well, you know, Hard Day's Night remains this this like wonderfully weird, bizarre, but also terrifically unique, like weird in a really good way. Like, I can't believe they actually let them make a movie like this because it's so bizarre and so their sense of humor and help just remains a very weird, more far more cynical feeling, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of typical movie. Yeah. Um, help! I haven't gone back to in a long time. Like Hard Day's Night, I picked up the Criterion like mm. first year of lockdown, just as like a co, a, you know, comfort movie. Oh, okay, <laughs> uh, I'll I'll throw that movie on at any time. But yeah, I I think that like like help. I prefer as an album. Same. Like, yep. Um, like I really like the songs on Help, but as a movie, Hard Day's Night is the one I'll I'll pop on. Yeah. So so Jan's Jan's number one was weird. <laughs> yeah. Jan's biggest takeaway was like those. That is so weird, but also like that's just their sense of humor, I guess. And and that's I think thing. Julia loved them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the thing is like that sense of humor still works, which is wild, because yeah. like sixty year old sense. Of, like they were, that was before Python. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, and it's the same, they're both drawing from the same, like British absurd. Like I can't remember radio shows and all that shit. Right. Right. But right. Like, um, I mean, hard like, days night still know, works. How, how the yeah. humor and help is a lot more rooted in like, not, I don't want to, not, not social commentary. That's, that's the wrong, but like, Comment yeah. comments on societal norms of the time, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of stuff that like that... is racially insensitive now, and uh, oh, culturally funny. insensitive now, with 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 the whole Eastern mysticism and and religious oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, got guys in yeah. turbans and hey, let's walk into a Middle Eastern restaurant and uh, get get some answers <laughs> about this ring. Uh, <laughs> all you Eastern fellows, you all know this, right? And then a guy in a trip goes and runs and lays down on a bed of nails and a lot of that kind of stuff. Oh, I remember the bed of nails, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of fun stuff like Paul's adventure on the floor, the adventure of Paul yes. on the floor, like the weird, <laughs> funny stuff like that, which is great, which I remember Julia was cackling. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, that couch was so cool mm. as a kid. Like that was my main takeaway from hell. <laughs> um, yeah. So Elvis is on HBO. So I, I, um, what, I had no interest in seeing Elvis until mm. people came back to tell me about Elvis. And the number one thing being, yeah, this movie isn't really about Elvis. <laughs> like, because mm. my thing is, I don't really like Elvis. Yeah. Uh, I don't love the music. I don't love the guy. Um, movie's pretty good. <laughs> Like it's so like, yeah, it, it flashed me back to seeing like, like, like my Boz Lerman is, well, three movies now is two movies. It's Romeo and Juliet, which I actually like Mm. and Moulin Rouge, which I always liked, but didn't love while everyone around me was just like losing their minds. Mm. And I got very much the same pacing out of like it's weird elvis kind of felt similar oh yeah no that makes sense yeah it's like the first 10 minutes is just a rocket ship and you're like this is the best movie ever made this is just candy 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 coming at you um austin butler does an amazingly good impression Mm. uh of elvis 
but it's Tom Hanks, the cartoon character that is getting you through that movie. Um, and it's, and it was one of the, like when I watched the trailer, I'm just like, Oh no, this is a terrible decision. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is the reason you watch that movie. Like it's, it's a bunch of like all the concert stuff is phenomenal. Like, like that, that is your bread and butter, like Baz Luhrmann stuff. Mm. The, the problem with the movie is when it slows down to like tell the story. He's, <laughs> he's sure. just not good at that, <laughs> frankly. Like all of that stuff is boring until whatever Tom Hanks is doing. Cause <laughs> I, I can't even, I want to say Foghorn Leghorn, but that's not right. <laughs> it's like not, it's, yep, not quite. Like it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's one of the most fascinating movies <laughs> just to like break that stuff down because he's, you know, he's the Colonel mm. and like, he's like, they tell you he's the villain from the, the minute the movie sure. starts. And like, it's a lot of it is like Elvis kind of just being trapped uh, in a way. And like, like that is kind of the emotional root of the movie is just mm -hmm. like, Oh, it does feel like Elvis was kind of stuck through this situation, like, sure. especially like the Vegas stuff. I thought that came off pretty well uh, yeah, yeah. of just sort of like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted to go travel. The colonel tricked him, you know, like that sort of thing. But also like Tom Hanks voice, as well as the the costume keeps getting bigger and bigger and sillier and sillier. <laughs> he looks like the like the monster from scary stories you tell in the dark. Like if you've seen that trailer, <laughs> like that guy. Um it's phenomenally watchable <laughs> like and i think i think it's a good movie it didn't like like there are people that like love 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 yeah. this like i'm not at that level but when when the movie's working like it's it's cut like scott pilgrim like it's it's just so well done on like that stuff it's it's just mm. so weird that he doesn't do a full on musical like with this mm. like Obviously, he wants to. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, way better than I expected. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Jan went to see it in the theater with some friends, and that's that was the report she came home with. She was like, "I was not interested in seeing this movie, but wow, that was a really yeah. good movie." <laughs> I kept putting it off. I'm just like, "Nah, I don't want to." Yeah. And then it was like in front of me, and then yeah, as I said once. Once people were like, yeah, it's not really about Elvis. Elvis sucks. That's great. That's fine. <laughs> um, the movie that I liked more, I did get to see Moon Age Daydream uh, in the theater, the David Bowie yeah, movie. Yeah. And I treated myself to like a full IMAX. Uh, we have um, the Bullock Museum here does a giant uh, presentation thereof. Mm. And uh, it's... You know, it, it's billed as an experience more than a movie, and that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a lot of layers. Uh, it's it's kind of like wall-to-wall -wall songs for the most part. Okay. Intercut slash on top of, like, interviews with him and, like, source stuff, uh, as well as a lot of like found footage, visual interpretation stuff. Okay. Uh, are, the, are the songs concert footage or is it? 
Sometimes. Okay. It, it it depends on like for the most part they're they're an interesting selection. Like it it doesn't start with Ziggy. It starts with like kind of like the '80s stuff. Like like it goes through the phases. It's and it is a really good uh like way to learn about Bowie. It's just mm-hmm. not Talking Head interviews. Okay. Like it's not how you would normally like see it. It felt like experiencing a lot of the stuff that he was like it, it felt very aligned with just the personas okay thereof. okay like, like it's it's self-indulgent like and it's like it starts with a nietzsche quote but also <laughs> david bowie is self-indulgent like and yeah. it's it goes into that a little bit of just like there is there is that showmanship to like get people in but also like there's here's the meaning behind it um yeah, and it, is there it, like it fly through, on like, the wall recording studio footage, like in the same way as the Get Back documentary? Really. Or no, I I would okay. say, I would say it's very different than, yeah, like it, it's more, yeah, it's, I would say like like a lot of his, like uh like talk show circuit stuff, hmm. um, kind of gets in there, but like, like the stuff that's like questioning, and it's like. Uh, like kind of hits on like his relationship with his mother but when it does that it's just like the interviewer asks him a question about it and he doesn't really have a good answer and so they kind of like let stuff like that hang in the air okay. and then like play some stuff that like kind of relates to that so it's it's just a, it's a very interestingly edited and put together like way to do a rock like I'd say document. I, I mean, it is a documentary. Like there is a lot of like following his path. Like mm. it didn't, the only stuff it didn't like really touch on was black star, unfortunately, but also like, I kind of like black star being this mysterious last album that dropped out of nowhere, you know? Mm. So I didn't feel like too bad on that, but yeah, if, I mean, if you like Bowie, like it is very, very good. Like I, I was wa- like walking in and I, I certainly felt my age as like the people coming out of the last show and were my age or older and they're going, this thing fucking rules. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, we're going. <laughs> but yeah, I, I haven't been following it, but I was, I, I was interested in it, but I just, I, I, I did not know what it was. And I think oh, this... it's, it's hard to market. I mean, like yeah. it's, it only has like one more week, I think in theaters. I don't think it did particularly well. Okay. I think it came off more as like a phantom event than like an actual like movie to like unless you were like really paying attention. I I think they did like n- not a good job getting this in front of like yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like when it when it's on streaming, I th- I think if it gets if it gets to a Netflix, it'll like find its audience mm. sort of thing. We I I have a I I can't quite see it clearly. But mm. the pillow that you're resting on. Is, oh, is... my Power Rangers pillow. Oh, it's Power it's... Rangers. I thought I, <laughs> I thought maybe it was a Masters of the Universe bed dressing no, from but childhood. My my dresser still has that lining, that uh, <laughs> that man lining, because why would I get ever get rid of that? Why? Yeah. Yeah. I did finish that show. That was good. Like I don't have <sighs> I much to finish that show. Like yeah. three episodes. I was thinking about that today. I was like, ah, maybe I should yeah. throw that on. I didn't. That's kind of the best thing Kevin Smith's done in uh, 
20 years. I'm not. Yeah, that's <laughs> totally yeah. very believable statement. Um, <laughs> um, well, yeah. in the blinds, in the blinds, uh, in the blinds. Uh, I've, I've been watching um, uh, the uh, Hulu series Reboot, uh, which is a uh, Stephen Levitin comedy, creator of Modern Family, starring uh, Keegan-Michael Key, Judy Greer, and uh, Johnny Knoxville. Uh, and uh, Oh, I did see ads for that. Then, yeah, yes. yeah. With Paul Reiser and uh, Rachel, what's her name from My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Um, so it's it's a stellar okay. cast. Uh, mm -hmm. it's very much in the vein and style of Modern Family, which is a little off-putting, but it is very inside show business, so it delights me. Um, yeah, easy sell. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's an easy... Oh, and yeah. Carrie Kenny of, of, of the state. Oh, okay. um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so, so like, amazing cast. Uh, pretty funny. It's, 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 it's Modern Family with swears, uh, but also very <laughs> self-aware. A lot of, like, jokes directed directly at hulu um uh -huh. you know so it's so a lot of sort of meta commentary but it's you know it's yeah it's a showbiz show about showbiz uh so i find it delightful uh keegan michael key is a very pretentious yale trained actor who <laughs> you know leads this cast and is taking this reboot very seriously and judy greer mm. is always delightful and uh yeah no just a fun fun funny light-hearted showbiz show that i'm digging uh, I guess quick aside, I wrote if time, like I got to, uh, because I'm close to a draft house, they've been, and because there's another avatar coming, they've kind of been going through some of the older 3d movies. Oh, um, interesting. So I didn't, I unfortunately didn't get to see Coraline, which is still like, Oh yeah. My favorite 3d. Uh, but I did get to see Jackass 3d in 3d <laughs> with an audience. And let me tell you, if, if that, comes up if that opportunity comes up that's why i went i was like yeah. i'm gonna have a rough day the next day it's a little late but it was just one showing because and the guy came out he's just like look i just talked them into it i just wanted to watch this movie there's no other reason <laughs> they did on, like the weird movie night he's like it's not really a weird i mean i guess it's kind of a cult movie at this point but man that movie still like mostly works like especially <laughs> Well, because it's such a beautiful use of like, I love I love a dumb joke told expensively. <laughs> like, it, it always lands like that, that's a lot of like that early like Zucker Brothers stuff, uh, where it's just sort of like, you know, like uh, okay, this is <laughs> this is just a guy farting, but we're gonna spend like twenty million dollars to show you how you know like. Ah, oh, God, it's it's impressive, is that, and it's yeah. is that the one where they paint David England's ass as a landscape, and you don't quite know oh, what it is yes. until he shits in 3D, an eruption <laughs> of feces in 3D. Correct. Yes. yes. Yeah, yes. it's it's the one where they fire a dildo into, uh, I forget whose face first, probably oh, yeah. Steve's, but yeah. then it keeps going over like frame to frame to, like it looks so gorgeous until it like goes to like the next landscape um and also even like because that's a th my memory was like kind of like those bigger like moments but the 3d really enhanced like some of the little gags like the um the hallway of tasers hanging down mm -hmm. uh that they had to like run through 
it it just makes that so much more harrowing. <laughs> <laughs> just a little depth of, and because it's like it's Spike Jones, you know, like it's it's very professional. It is some of the best looking of like that 3D stuff of the yeah. era. By far, yeah. I remember that standing out. That movie. Yep, yep. I didn't see a ton of stuff in 3D. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's like yeah, that. Uh, that Coraline and Dread, Dread 3D. I think. Oh, those three. that that one I did not see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember, yeah, of that era. I remember the yeah. Obviously, Avatar had that was something. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. no, that was one. There certain. was that that animated Beowulf movie, which was oh, like, yeah. yeah, that. I still, I liked that movie, but um, it's kind of like <laughs> it's a hard one to defend, and it's like the last yeah. time I enjoyed Zemeckis anything. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, that was a movie that didn't really stick. Yeah. I saw the first Guardians in 3D. Yeah, me too. I remember really liking that uh, movie in 3D. Really? I, I remember yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't see... I, I avoided... Because they said, like, a uh, quick cut action looks bad in 3D. I'm sure it does, though, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I avoided most of the Marvel. Though I heard, like, some of it worked. But, I, uh, yeah. I remember there being some, being some cool shots. Like, especially at the, the opening sequence, I remember being... Mm-hmm pretty cool yeah uh, i don't think i ever got to see Coraline in 3d but that would be so gorgeous yeah. to see in 3d um yeah, that was because they did it that's the thing is like it was a totally different way of doing the 3d because it's stop motion too right so it mm-hmm. looked very different yeah. yeah well either way a dumb joke told expensively is a phrase i'm totally going to steal from you for now on <laughs> oh. and really makes me want to watch john oliver <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um, yeah. yeah. Hey, Moving video on. Video games. Hey. Video games. That's, <laughs> I have very little on these. <laughs> yeah. No. I. It was other than you know the shit that I was reviewing for uh, SML, of which there was some good stuff, uh, which I think Weiss will probably bring up at least one of them. Like I was mainly like, oh, I want to get through Live Live, uh, and then there was like a uh, void of like two or three weeks where I was just really busy at work and had a lot of reviews and just had no time to play it. But I hunkered down and finished it last week. Mm. Uh, and that game is awesome. Mm. Um, it's it's like discovering a, you know, a 16-bit classic that I missed, because it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, it, I'm very hopeful Black Friday. That is top of the Oh, list. yeah, yeah. It, it is wild to play through that game, you know, in its entirety now, uh, mm-hmm. which is just very well-paced. Um because you know you have the little vignettes of each character and none of those, some, those range from being like a half hour to you know two hours mostly mm. being like an hour hour and a half uh for for most of them so it's easy to actually sit down and play a satisfying piece of the game in an evening mm-hmm. um and then you know when it opens up it's also cool but there isn't like that was maybe like four hours of the final chapter when everything came together i think yeah. and it's just kind of crazy to be like man i you look at this game you're like man it it feels like it took borrowed so much from like chrono trigger and final fantasy 6 except it was developed before both of those games right uh and we just never saw it because we just didn't, yeah. But it, it, apparently, it released after Final Fantasy VI in Japan, though it was developed oh. beforehand. Huh. Yeah, uh, I didn't know that. I knew because, Chrono. I didn't know it was for six. Because yeah. you get to the end, you're like, oh, this is like that, you know, the back, the World of Ruin part of Final Fantasy VI, <laughs> where you have a character and you got to find everybody else, and like most of it's optional. Uh, just oh, kind I didn't of know it'd be optional. That's hmm. cool. Yeah, there, there's a lot of yeah, there's like 
there's tons of a bunch of optional dungeons and bosses and stuff but it's you know it's scaled down it's yeah, not a whole yeah. world uh so you know i finished the game in 22 hours and it could have been probably a lot less than that uh and so that was it's like oh wow they took this from final fantasy 6 it's like no no they just built this out for final fantasy 6 hmm. to that they they took that concept and built it out to be the entire world and having to find you know yeah. 14 characters except you only you can just go solo the last boss if you're a fucking maniac <laughs> with four people i guess you have to get four together but um yeah that was cool and yeah all the all the different time period stuff and all the variety there is so cool uh, the battle system does get a little tedious later on when you have to do more battling and it's just kind of slow and I can depending see. on the battle at some points. Yeah. Well, it, it's a tactical kind of thing where you're moving the characters around a grid. Um, but, you know, enemy just it's really that like the the timing on like like area of effect stuff like poison will hit you. It feels like multiple times before the characters next turn or when floor tiles pop off or when the enemies jump in. It's just kind of like, man, everybody, like, I'm not dying here, but boy, is everybody having to take an action and do an animation. And it's just, I wish I was, like, looking for a fast-forward button. Only at that part. Only at that part. <laughs> only only a bit, like, on towards the end, but not the end of the world. Yeah, just really, really cool game yeah. uh, that I'm glad I got to finally experience in some way, shape, or form. Like, everything about that is so more exciting to me <laughs> it's just like mm -hmm. yeah the the idea i mean like i have it i do the same thing with movies where i'm just like okay what's a movie i haven't seen that feels like a movie from like that what's like a spielberg movie i haven't seen make mm -hmm. me feel like i'm watching a spielberg movie from the 90s what mm -hmm. so you get that nostalgia but you got like something new yeah yeah looks good yeah. That's the main thing. You want to talk about that Kawabunga collection a little bit? Sure, oh, yeah, baby. we'll go into that. That's mostly what I've, yeah, that's 99% <laughs> of what I've played this month. Um, yeah, that thing's really good. Like, the mm -hmm. the only, only, you know, problem I have with it is there's no, there's cheat codes for every game except for the first Nintendo Turtles game. The one that I wanted help getting through. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, you can't give me extra lives. Can't, all right. Can you just make me invincible? Come on, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> and I honestly, I don't know why. It must mm -hmm. have just been easier for the other games. But um, as someone who never got past uh, Metalhead in Turtles in Time, I've gotten to beat Turtles in Time. <laughs> so that was super dope. That, that was my, you know, second mission <laughs> was to, like, go through that finally and to kind of dare and compare with the arcade game. Cause honestly, I never played turtles in time in the arcade much. Yeah. Like I, I saw the original game all the time. Turtles in time was like very rare for whatever reason, uh, for me. And I prefer, I feel like the super Nintendo one controls better. I don't know yeah. if that's a common feeling for people, but yeah, well, I think the arcade game is that the pacing is a little faster in the arcade uh -huh. game, I think the super yeah, I think the pacing probably the shorter levels. Means, yeah. Um, well, mm -hmm. I mean, literal movement speed in the um, arcade yeah. game is a bit faster. Um, so I think the 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 I, I I feel this is just my personal feeling. I think the Super Nintendo version, because the movement speed is slightly slower, everything feels like it has a bit more impact. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, I believe the jump kicks I could control much better. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, which is, <laughs> I think, like, especially after playing Turtles 3 so much as a kid like that, that's just your main attack. Yeah. In that game. <laughs> Man, the fucking bullshit. Dave, are you, how, you haven't played this collection yet, have you? Oh, yeah, I've played. Okay, been playing quite yeah. a bit of it. Okay. All right, you got your hands up. Just seeing that, like, oh, yeah, there's an easy mode to Turtles 3 that was not available in the uh, yep. the release. It was just, like, it was a <laughs> hidden easy mode. To, to, and I'm just like, God damn it, that game was hard. Oh, <laughs> like, no, that's something I didn't... I haven't played with all the modifiers for every game mm -hmm. yet. I've messed around yes. with, with a few, um, to be sure. I, I turned on... I, I, I turned on God mode for one of the arcade games so that me and the kids could blaze through yeah. a few levels um and i haven't gotten to radical rescue yet which is you know a, a, will be a first time experience oh yeah yeah for me yep. i haven't played that yeah um, but uh i all the um i i took an afternoon and dove through all the the extras and the supplemental material <laughs> uh a few weeks yeah, ago I <laughs> before i yeah. <laughs> was buried in work and um yeah that stuff is I looked at it and then I listened to Chris Kohler talking to Jeremy Parrish on Retronauts about it and talking about how he found a lot of that stuff, how he spent a week in Rochester at the Strong Museum mm. digging into their archives. I'm like, holy shit, that's amazing because that's the only place that still has contemporaneous like ads and um, and like arcade sell sheets to distributors yeah. and mm. just stuff that you can't find anywhere else. And that's just fascinating to me to see all that stuff. And then hear him talk very, about very, it. <laughs> very quick tangent. One of the nice things when I, uh, when you fly into Rochester is that free play arcade. Oh, yeah. Right isn't that great? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I, I was I was like, oh, I've got like an hour. I'm going to play fucking Street Fighter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> great. yeah it's very cool. Thanks, Strong Museum. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Those <laughs> some of some. I love the the redacted ads, which I, I think people had fun with on Twitter, like immediately finding yeah, yeah. the thing that redacted. Um, it was just funny, like because they keep like disappearing further and further. You go into the arc, like of course the first ad is complete and the second ad is complete, but by the time you're at like the thirtieth, it's like half a page. Yeah, and they're just taking stuff away. Um, yeah, just a fantastic job on like. Oh my gosh. Everything, the whole package. Like, that was why, like, I, I think, like, Tim, you you were just like, oh, it's good. And I went, okay. And I just drove to GameStop. <laughs> All right. So there's the word I was looking for. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to make sure. As it, like, it might be the the collection with the most games I enjoy in one collection. Yeah. Like, that's where I was. Nuts. I don't need to wait for a sale because. I'm always itching to play one. Yeah, mm -hmm. your like game per dollar amount ratio for this collection is yeah. is pretty amazing. Um, mm -hmm. The uh, something I have not tried, something I wanted to try with the original Turtles, is to do a watch through, and mm. then take over the controller. Because mm -hmm, the way yeah. Chris Kohler described that is that um, <clears throat> he said you can use that to just scrub through to any point you want. Mm -hmm. You can, mm -hmm. you know, if, if, if you, and I feel like that compensates for the lack of difficulty modifiers for that first game okay. is in that you yeah. can, in, in any game, but especially for that first game, that you can yeah. watch that expert playthrough, 
scrub fast forward to whatever point you want to take over and just start playing there. Okay. Yeah, I haven't done that. They also do that in the uh, the SNK 40th collection with yeah. every single game, which yeah. is fucking wild and is amazing. And I don't know. Th- these games are basically like the standard for collections uh, mm-hmm. at, at this point. Like if you are just, you know, if you're putting out a compilation, this is what it should look like. Yeah. Or you, you are falling below the standard. <laughs> My only question on the SNK one, are there enough games that I want to play? Like, yeah, it's nah. an interesting collection, but yeah, that's what I was doing where I'm just <laughs> like, there's a lot of fun stuff, but yeah. If, it's interesting. Yeah. I Like, I got it for free from Amazon Prime, I think, mm-hmm. and I, I, knowing that it's there, I have not felt like I needed to buy it for another platform. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but this one, yeah, I mean, these games yeah. are... Oh, yeah. <laughs> playable and super enjoyable and uh and I, I never really got the chance to enjoy tournament fighters oh see i was gonna say that was um one of the few <laughs> i want to say neither did anyone who played it <laughs> yeah no i i feel like i'm the only human being that really liked tournament fight. I like i played fun. shit out of it for super <laughs> yeah super nintendo one's fun yeah 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 Oh yeah, the the Nintendo one's rough. Now that I've well, I mean, back. yeah, the, the the Nintendo and the Genesis ones are interesting curiosities. But I, considering the yeah. the general love that the Super Nintendo version gets, I I've poked at it in emulators over the years, and it's never really clicked with me. So this is the most time I've ever spent with it, and I I still don't think it is. Yeah, it's still rough. I'll, I'll give it's you a, that, but only I, a little I, rough. I think yeah. honestly, I think among its contemporaries. Mm-hmm. Almost I mean, there's every... a lot of shitty fighting games. There's a lot of shitty too. fighting <laughs> games. Really, like bottom of the barrel. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's just there was. It was a super popular genre, and like you know, there was so many just games trying to catch catch some fire. Yeah, uh, which is why tournament fighters exist. But I compared to some of those things, like it's pretty solid compared to most of those things. It's pretty yeah, solid. Had now that I've spent some time with it. Um, yeah. Like Power Rangers Fighting Edition. It's a fun game. It's not like one of the best fighters of the era, but it's surprisingly fun because it shouldn't be. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, like, it, it, I'm sure it's the veil of nostalgia, but I love just the sound design in Tournament Fighter. Just like like, the actual, like, Foley, it just, like, the contact feels harsh. Yeah. Some good smacks. Good smacks. (laughs) Dave, a couple things about the strong. Have you. Uh, have you ever seen video of like their archive in like the sub basement? What? No. What? What are you talking about? What? Okay. Yeah. Well, like just like where they store everything that's not like, you know, out on display, like where they keep all the shit that you can't see. Oh, you mean have I ever watched videos that they have posted? Yes, I thought yes, you were yes. asking me if I have ever been down to the sub basement no, no, that's and I watched video. some videos down there. No, 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 no. <laughs> Have this you guy, ever seen? Because I realize you haven't been down there, but <laughs> have you ever seen footage from the basement where they no. keep all the shit? Okay, no, I'm going to send you so. a video. You can watch like the first eight minutes of it. All right. There was a uh, an AEW guy who was there uh, a couple months ago. Just <laughs> uh, Kenny or? Uh, no, it was Ethan Page because uh, he does oh, okay. he does the toy stuff. So he was there. So yeah, watch like the first ten minutes of this video at some point that I just all popped right. in chat. Great, because uh, <laughs> they go. The <laughs> no, no, no. It's in it's in the the Skype chat. It's well, it is part of the stream because this stream is on Skype's on stream. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, I'll <laughs> put it in the stream too. There you go. Watch like the first eight <laughs> minutes of this. AW community teams to it. Yeah, that's great. 
Yeah, no, there, yeah. But also, I was listening to, I think it was the Video Game History Foundation podcast, and they were talking to somebody from the Strong. I didn't know they had a podcast. They have a podcast. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, they had someone from one of the, the Strong there who was just like, yeah, you know, anyone can come and look through our stuff. Really? Like, you, you just need, like, the flimsiest of excuses, really. <laughs> Like, they want people to come and look through the stuff. Like, you know, it's just like, I want to look through, you know, if, if you're looking through a particular topic for, like, I am making a YouTube video or maybe you research for just, like, a podcast or something like that. Uh, like, you can make arrangements to go there and look through the stuff. I'm like, sure I could come up with all kinds of flimsy yes, excuses. Exactly. Well, that was the thing. Like, the, the guy was just saying, like, yeah, whatever. Just, like, you oh, know, shit. be... He, he was just saying, like, yeah, you don't have to be working on some, like, big research paper or project like you could be just any youtuber and if you want to come like look through stuff and talk about it you know go ahead like we can we can do that they want people to look through the stuff and talk about it yeah um yeah i meant to bring that up to you because i was like man we should we should totally do that yeah Uh, and and talk about some of the stuff that we see we could do it on this this very podcast at some point oh man (laughs) Um, that's something worth video. I know, Dave. Dave, yeah. for, you're not watching the video. He is like fire in his eyes. He is like eyeing up a delicious. I don't know what he likes to eat, but one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> one of those things he eats. One of those, one of those foods, delicious yeah. foods. Yes, he said that sounds like a great idea to him. But yeah, the strong. It's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, the place the rules. Yeah, play anything else, Dave? Yeah, we... uh, I. Well, I have not for three weeks, so this weekend I crammed in as much playtime as I could with a couple of new releases, newish releases. <laughs> I I, I uh, borrowed uh, Mario Strikers. What is it called? Mario oh, Strikers Battle League. Battle League. Yeah, yeah. that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, played through the uh, lengthy tutorial this morning, and then played a couple of matches with the kids. Um, and that game is, I, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much what critics said. It is a, it, it is a fun game. Um, it's got a very tactile and, and responsive, um, uh, the, 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 the moment to moment gameplay feels very, um, sticky. Uh, you know, it, it, it hits feel like they connect. Um, the, the, there's, the, there's a really good sense of like, like sensory feedback, from the passing and, 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 and all that. But at the end of the day, it's also an arcade sports game that is just ever on the side of too complicated for me mm. to enjoy. <laughs> um, I prefer my arcade sports games to have a max two buttons. Uh, otherwise <laughs> I just get overwhelmed. Like that ball is just traveling all over this field and I can't follow it. I don't know what button. I just pass out. I just pass out. Um, I <laughs> but but it definitely yeah exactly I, I wish it was as simple as ice hockey um or the uh tecmo um uh, the uh kunio kun style world cup soccer yeah. sega, sega soccer slam sega soccer slam um sega slam. yeah oh, it is so great <laughs> it's again it's i think it's a good game and i think it's an interesting game and i feel like the amount of depth that they added is a perfectly fair amount because they want to encourage competitive play you can't make a multiplayer game in this day and age without hoping that it's going to catch on in a competitive scene at some point so they have built in m- more than enough nuance for it to be uh uh you know it, it could catch on in some kind of tournament circuit i'm sure um 
because because it's 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 a fun you know a punchy kind of gameplay but it's it's just a little too complicated for me and in the same vein I also tried into Create's latest platformer Azure Striker Gunvolt 3 because <laughs> there's there's yeah. a demo on the eShop. Uh yeah oh. a, again that game feels like really responsive like all the hits and the strikes feel really thwacky. You really feel like you get this sense that the hits connect and it, it feels really good to play. The moment to moment gameplay. Um even more so than your typical Mega Man X, you know. So this is into creates it's a very Mega Man X style platformer um and it's like super complicated and like you have so many moves uh mm -hmm. so many things you can do so many optional things you can equip and you can switch characters and you can do these Have you super... played the earlier Gun Volts cuz it no, is No, yeah. I haven't. And I mean, you know, some of that stuff might have been built up over games. It, well, yeah, that's but the other thing. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I haven't played any of them. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know either. Uh it's just, I I I am longing for a a platform an action platformer that feels that good but just focuses on a a more svelte uh, uh, yeah. system of core gameplay mechanics that can be finessed rather than all this myriad of options um, yeah. that you can Like feeling you need to, to use every button on the controller. Yeah, like. you don't. But again, <laughs> like Intercreates makes so many platforms, platformers. Um, mm -hmm. This just is probably, you know, on the more complex spectrum of all the, the, the wide variety of platformers that Intercreates has been behind low these many years. So there are simpler Intercreates platformers for me to enjoy. They exist. And this is just for a different audience. It is also packed to the gills full of anime bullshit. It's like the, some of the most anime bullshit I have ever had to suffer through in a game. It's That is... I feel like both of those things are why I don't even remember the game where I went like, I'm probably not going to play an Inti game <laughs> like again until somebody tells me to. But, <laughs> yeah, it was just it's a lot. <laughs> oh, boy, it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. There's so many like proper nouns for things that let's just give a proper noun and, and let's name this thing and have that. And, and, and we're, I'm going to give you a whole bunch of exposition about how now X proper noun is, uh, if you get, uh, three X proper oh, nouns, then you God. can activate yep. a Y proper oh, noun. And that. then you can, oh, I hate that. Oh. Everything's got a name. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Man, there was some anime-ish game I was playing earlier this year that I was like, I appreciate how much this game isn't doing that to me. <laughs> like, it is not explaining everything yeah. in, in that fashion because oh, that Lord. just drives me up a wall and I can't. I well, can't. I'm <laughs> curious about it because I feel like my – well, D Dave, I, I think like our tolerance is about the same level. <laughs> but like yeah. even – and it's it's weird to say, but some of the other Atlas games like can can toe that line a little bit oh, for me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. That's like especially Persona Q two. I, I was gonna say like there are pers like not mainline Persona games, but some yep. of the other ones like yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and it sucks. Like it drives me nuts. I th I get more frustrated when I know it can be better. <laughs> When I'm just like, I've played the other games. Where's that team? Uh, yeah. yeah. Keep it simple. Yep. Keep it simple. Uh, yeah. So that's about all I, I only, 
Uh, I only played a tiny bit, and I'm hoping to get more. But since there's since there's a new Monkey Island uh, Thimbleweed Park went on sale, ah. so I picked up Thimbleweed Park for the I think the cheapest it's been. Uh, it's like seven fifty. But uh, yeah, that game's really good. Like I I feel like that's a game that like it came out just before people wanted uh, like the point. I feel like point and click is, is having a bigger moment now than even a few years ago when that popped out, but Ron Gilbert coming back to the genre. Um, and, and it just, it feels, it feels right while the controls are updated in a way that works. Mm -hmm. Like I haven't gotten to play much, but that's, that's my main thing. It's, it's exactly what I want out of like a modern point and click, like gives you options to switch between old and new, uh, characters are are you know already interesting right off the bat uh it has a clear sense of humor that like works in video games and isn't like straining <laughs> isn't groaning unless it wants you to but um yeah uh and otherwise all i've got is uh tim i don't know what playdate games you've gotten to play if any I have I played uh, yeah I don't know what I've played if any yeah. either. Have, have no, you played I, I, Sasquatchers? I guess is I have not is played the, Sasquatchers. That is one of the ones I have not fucking played. Okay, yeah. that's I think that's the one that has been interesting me the most because uh, so so Sasquatchers is uh pretty much Advance Wars and oh, they they oh. tell you like it's oh nice it's it's in a like they make a cheeky little joke about it but mm. it's uh it's. It's uh, three photographers that are like uh, cryptozoologists, so they're they're just looking for Sasquatch, and the combat is taking pictures, but it's a grid-based system uh, with fog of war, <laughs> basically. <laughs> is what That's it is. fantastic. Yep, That's excellent. <laughs> it's it's almost a, a it's a weird clone, uh, and it's it's super fun. I I think that's that's probably that's the the only narrative game on play date that i'm mm. going to be putting a lot of time into i think nice yeah um, i'll have to check that out yeah I, I you know i reached the end yeah. of the first season i imagine you did too so now i have yeah, i believe so <laughs> i have time to catch up on things before i start muddling with uh you know the the other stuff that i can sideload but um yeah, I hope they give us like some way to like either like bookmark things or put things in a folder because now there's so many of lists. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's a list. I'm just like, where is this thing? What like I don't know what Which things are titled like? <laughs> because like you know their their title cards are can be abstract and not have a title in them. I'm just like, yeah. oh, wait, was this this one or was it that one? I don't remember. Uh, yeah, you don't recognize that UI a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, but, uh, Saturday edition. I was, I've, I haven't gotten far in, but I like the, the way that that one's telling. Uh, mm -hmm. That that one's a little, it, it it's a noir, mm -hmm. but it's, uh, yeah. The the way that they do like the framing is is interesting to me. Like it feels almost like a little Oberdin, not in tone, but just in yeah. like the frames popping up in a comic book like style. Like when you open a door, it's flashing up here uh yeah seems like seems seems yeah. good i gotta touch that thing again i keep i keep forgetting yeah, that it's in my bag uh and then like i'll pull it out and be like gosh shit it needs to be charged because i haven't touched it and, I'm like, <laughs> I'm <just> like, <laughs> and that's the other thing <laughs> like it just doesn't 
Yeah, when it's when it's off, it still drains the battery a fucking ton. Mm, so. Yeah, because the screen is on. I mean, like it's I guess it's not yeah. a ton, but like when enough. some yeah, and it, it goes enough that like yeah, by the time I touch it again, it's just like ah shit. Um, right. I mean, it, it's it's become a Sunday afternoon thing for me, which mm. is weird for a portable. But it's like oh, yeah. I've got this dead zone. Oh yeah, I haven't checked out these games. Yeah. It was yeah, it was uh, it was a thing that I would usually pop into when I had like a few moments at work. But I, I those yep. moments don't exist during September. But hopefully <laughs> soon I'll get it back to just kind of sitting on my desk and be like, ah, I got a few minutes while this thing is happening yeah. and I'll I'll just uh, crank around a bit of stuff. Man, I did. I got such a good fucking score in that goddamn surfing game <laughs> last time I touched it. <laughs> I can't, I can't oh do my it. God. Yeah, I think I, I think I, I got like a, a quad spin. Um, yeah, but my top score is like five digits, which is, you know, still very far from the top, top scores, but it made me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I just keep plugging away at that. I keep, that's the one, like I keep pulling out and like giving like, uh, you know, when I have (laughs) just like, I keep trying that one for what I do. The, uh, the elevator action, the elevator penguin game. Yeah. I like that one. Yep. I like that one too. Um, yeah, but otherwise, Turtles just kind of takes that for me at work, where mm-hmm. I'm just sort of like, oh, I want to play something at lunch. I'm going to play Turtles. Yeah, well, that I mean, that was me just bombing through Live Alive pretty much. Uh, oh, yeah. This uh, this past month, other than you know review shit, which I talk about on a different podcast. But Luis, <laughs> uh, um, when you mentioned Monkey Island, that reminded me that I did pick up Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, uh, the um, remake of Monkey Ball One and Two. Um. <laughs> And you got opinions on Monkey Ball. I have strong opinions on Monkey Ball. Super and Monkey Ball. <laughs> yeah, uh, the the reviews are largely correct. This is a great, easily accessible way for my wife and kids to quickly and easily pick up some Monkey Ball when they get a hankering to do so. Uh, but because it is not made in cryware it has been completely rebuilt in unity uh monkey target the physics in monkey target are broken and that mini game is pretty much unplayable um and um the lack of an eight-way octagonal gate on the analog stick as a proper gamecube controller would have means that it's a little more difficult to um accurately roll straight forward in a straight line I'm hoping that will be rectified when I try to use a GameCube controller with my Switch, which yeah. I can do. I, I just haven't had the time to sit down and, and test that. But, uh, you know, I love Monkey Target, and we just can't <laughs> seem to play it because it's, it's something oh. messed up about it. Oh. That sucks on a game with, like, so, you know, like, tight of gameplay. Like, you can't fuck with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's your number one. Yeah, I wish that this made um, me having to boot up Dolphin on my gaming PC and try to figure out four fucking wireless controllers connected to my PC uh, for the family to play proper monkey ball. I wish that they could make that obsolete. It has not. But in a pinch, they have loved just playing Mm -hmm. through some monkey ball levels and just having sort of surface level fun with it. So for $15 on sale, it served that purpose. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, so <laughs> um, the only other thing I have to talk about, you know, in light of uh, all the uh, time that I don't have to play games, mm-hmm. I got one of these things. Oh, Jesus. Uh, my face. <laughs> uh, and uh, how's it feel, I guess, is my number one. It feels really good. So I mm. ended up um, back at the, you know, 
beginning of August, I think it's a Steam it was. Deck. The, you got a Steam Deck, listeners. It was a Steam Deck. Yeah, <laughs> the oh, audio. Yeah, yes. the this deck, is a podcast. Right? Well, the words were about to come out that, like, you know, I've been thinking about pre-ordering a Steam Deck. You know, because you just you throw down the five bucks, and then months later, Valve will hit you up and be like, "Okay, there's one ready for you." Mm-hmm. Um, and early on, that was like a many months yeah. wait. Uh, for that to happen but that gap has closed significantly so i'm like you know what i've heard enough people talk about this thing and what it can do um and i just i never uh like when i'm in front of my pc i am not generally playing pc games uh, anymore i just don't have time which is a shame because there's all these steam games that i just don't get to play uh and of course also there's the thing where many many people just keep talking about my god this thing is so fucking good for emulation yeah um and I was like, you know what? I'm going to put my five bucks down. And, you know, the the estimate was like October to December. I'm like, by the time that comes around, we'll see if I <laughs> feel like going in on it. That day showed up way sooner than I expected. Mm. And I was like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Okay, sure. Here we are. <laughs> um, <laughs> which model well, also, did you get? I got the the mid-tier one. Okay. Um, which is like the bigger solid state hard drive. Because uh, mm. the small one, the lower price one yeah. has like a joke of a hard drive yeah. in it yeah. like i feel like that was one yeah. that you can't even buy <laughs> yeah but my you know my coworker had gotten one so i got to touch it uh and i knew mm-hmm. his was coming in but yeah um so yeah and now i have let's i don't know that's good that's not going to show up oh that's f0gx just that's running F-Zero perfectly on a yeah. on a portable oh. uh, console ah like, oh, fuck yeah yeah dave Oh, ah, yeah. yeah, so, God damn it! Yeah, what about Dave. Saturn? What about Saturn? <laughs> so I actually got the Castlevania for Saturn to work. Ah. The Symphony of the Night. Yeah. I haven't gotten any of the other ones to work, but uh, okay. I did get Symphony of the Night to work. Anything else I tried to boot didn't work, and I'm just like, ah, maybe I'll <laughs> actually try to emulate Saturn on my PC first before I do this shit. Um, but I know that Saturn is emulation has come a long way and especially mm, recently yeah. because there's been some saturn re-releases and people are looking at like you know like the panzer dragoon for switch that release and being like oh there's a pretty good saturn emulator in here so Ooh. progress has been made yes. uh yeah there so isn't that? I, I got this thing what there isn't that i don't know if it's that one All that right. remake but i i know recent there's there's been some like recent saturn yeah, yeah. Like, there was a re- silver game. guns right at least, yeah yeah uh yeah yeah that just it went up got taken down for a week and then got went back out and yeah but yeah i i I got this thing on you know wednesday and set it up and you know put a few of my steam games on there to check out uh you know it was like one of the reasons i was like oh i can finally have res on a portable system oh yeah Uh, right so you know first thing i ran on it was res infinite and i'm like well this is great it's perfect it has like a nice little bit of rumble in there this is awesome um you know, just uh, checked out like, OK, you know, put Ultra Street Fighter 4 on there, put uh, Guilty Gear Exert on there. Like both of those run, you know, perfectly fine. Those are just mm. PC games running on here. Just yeah. totally fine. Um, I don't think I've put anything on there from like this year that um, <laughs> well, I'm reviewing Kenna Bridge of Spirits and that looks pretty good mm-hmm. on there. Um but yeah, then after, you know, just kind of installing some games on there and being like, okay, cool. Wow, this works and functions and this is doing this part. It's like, okay, time to get into that Linux end and start 
loading uh, the emulator package. And it's really easy now because you just put in one installer and that sets up all the directories, installs all the emulators for you. Oh, geez. And, and then you just have to drop the ROMs or, and or BIOS uh, into mm -hmm. the appropriate folders. And, you you know, you have options for setting it up. So like box arts will appear in your Steam library on mm -hmm. the thing. Um, What's the front end? Uh, I think it's all built on RetroArch. It's okay. called Emu Deck. Um, okay, but okay. Like a lot of what it's doing uh, in the back is just like, it's just installing RetroArch shit. Mm. Uh, so I assume it's kind of built on that. And, sure. it, and it does things that, you know, I see uh, Randolph doing all the time where it's like, <laughs> okay, you can tell it to download box art for everything and that will show up in your mm. uh, library. Um, but that gets cluttered. So I right now only my GameCube games uh, show in there. That was like I don't know why it was just like I want something to play fucking GameCubes on games yeah. on, and have them look awesome. Uh, they didn't announce Wind Waker Portable. Uh, yeah, they still, have, yeah. They still have done that. <laughs> even though I, I see like journals being like it's done, it's ready. Like yeah, they they just have to decide to release it. I was um, ready to throw at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Apparently weird thing about Nintendo is they just put games in the can and then sit on them till it's appropriate for them to release. Like, and they have a bunch of them, like this fire emblem game that's coming out. It's not ready to come out. It's been ready to come out. They're just deciding to put it out. Uh, <laughs> Metroid. Wild. Zelda Metroid is not trilogy. one of those things. That's probably not one of those things, but yeah, either way uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I want something that emulates that next tier of games easily yeah. mm -hmm. that I can have portable GameCube games, Dreamcast games, PS2 games, uh, Wii games. Uh, I messed around with, I put punch out on there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That'd so, be nice. Uh, yeah. I, that's what I said. So that's the only <laughs> Wii game I have on there right now. And I'm just like, well, yep, this, it's a little weird because you know, it's the Wii and mm -hmm. I have to figure out how to, I just have to finagle that. Okay. Uh, okay because it is defaulted to reading it as a nunchuck with plugged into a Wemo, And I like, I want it to read it as a Wiimote sideways. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, once I kind of got it all figured out and in place, it's like, yeah, it's been pretty smooth. I just transfer you. You can't just plug the SD card into a computer. Like I have to use like this warpinator program to transfer things to the steam deck okay. uh, which is fine i just set it up and it transfers and it goes and it works perfectly fine mm -hmm. um and then move it around the i mean it's a linux operating system and it's not that dissimilar for windows so uh and it's got an easy video out i assume right um, not yet right oh really well okay. uh well we have these USB C docks that work for laptops and it turns out you just plug it into one of those and it works <laughs> okay yeah well, oh fun. Yeah, you can just output USB-C video uh, from well, USB-C. That's it. So, yeah. It, it, yes, Dave, oh, there is, actually. Yeah. <laughs> actually, boss. Yeah, if I just got a USB-C to HDMI cable, it would probably work fine. Wow. Um, so it's, just, it's getting... the, the official, like, docking, Steam's official docking station has not yet, yet released. No, that's okay. not out. But there's other ones. But also, when you plug it into a larger screen, you are, like, because the resolution is still set to that screen on oh. the... So it is a lower resolution. Yeah. Like it's functional, but it's not ideal, but it's functional. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, you can just hook up blue, you know, your 8-bit do controllers to it if, if you want to. And 
pair them up and and there you go uh and it's yeah really cool but so yeah just generally what i do when the emulators i just load up the emu deck program or whatever it's called and just like yeah just everything's listed nice and cleanly and it launches and it's great yeah i've tested out yeah pretty yeah dreamcast stuff ps2 stuff gamecube stuff obviously all the older stuff works mm-hmm. fine yeah um yeah we stuff i've tried <laughs> there is a switch emulator on there <laughs> sure some of it yeah i mean it's yeah. not that big a yeah. Yeah. There's 360 stuff. Uh, like there's an emulator for 360 stuff. I, I think I downloaded. I just I just want to try. Some, there's try some. We you may appreciate. You know where I'm downloading ROMs and ISOs from? So, Vim.net. What? Wow. Yes. Which no. st- still exists no. and is updated with you know to the 21st century yeah like you know when we would go there it would be like what nes genesis super nintendo games now yeah. they have Wii, playstation 3 xbox 360 somehow that site still exists yeah. after 20 plus fucking years looks pretty much the same yeah it does and uh, uh yeah you could just find the games. There's like a lot of X3, Xbox 360 games are listed, but they're not present there. Mm. Um, it's just wild. This uh, logo on the, this splash page is amazing. This... <laughs> it just blew my mind when I yeah. like one of my my summer help kids mentioned going there. And I'm like, are you serious? Uh, like that site is older than you are. Like, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ, what is going on? And then, of course, then I was just like, okay, well, yeah, I mean, they have everything, so I guess I'll go there. Like, if I need something, I have most of my games, you know, backed up. Uh, but, wow. yeah, it's uh, it, it is the emulation device of my dreams. Oh, um, man. And that it is. It is it, it's just like everything. We're, we're in the era that everything I've played is about to be, like, can be emulated mm-hmm. for the most like yeah. generationally wise the stuff i've missed is ps4 ps5 so mm-hmm. you know yeah it's Hold- I, can, I can yeah p- play every game that i've ever owned like or that i owned before like 2007 on this mm. thing pretty much yeah. uh and that's what dave here's what i want to know about <laughs> xbox yeah um, oh, I haven't done that yet. I haven't done original Xbox, which yeah, I, been... is still I hear a challenge. I, mm. One of my 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 youngest brought home a PlayStation Two game from the library, and so I had to figure out PSX Two on my PC to get it to run, and mm-hmm. um, and and to my surprise, uh, it can be configured to just you pop in a PlayStation Two disc, and it'll fucking play that shit. Um, so I started. Well, also, at least you have a CD drive. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, it's 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 my my Windows PC is an old Dell Optiplex with a graphics card in it. Um, so um, so then I started looking at my like, oh, I want to play all my PlayStation Two discs, and I built up my <laughs> library, and I was like, I actually don't have that many PS Two games. Like mm. I've got a bunch that I like. Most of the best ones have already been ported to other systems. Mm. Most of, but I've got like a hundred Xbox games from oh, FYE awful. that I got Dude, for a dollar a piece. My man, I've got so many yeah, fucking Xbox games, yeah. and I can't run them on anything. <laughs> like I would have to bu- bring, I would have to pull up my original. Well, I can't. My current TV does not have component cable input. 
Mm. So I have yeah. nothing to connect my original Xbox to. And there's, I guess, Xbox emulation is still very spotty. So mm. that's my big yeah. uh, blind area right now. I, yeah, I, that's, I that's wanna... probably going to be hit or miss depending on on the game but uh, I mean, modern, you know, I'll, I'll have to try it out modern vintage gamer i think has a re fairly recent video about xbox games on steam deck mm. Mm. yeah yeah i know yeah uh i mean i broke out my xbox to play psychonauts one and like i i enjoyed doing so but also it's the you know <laughs> it's that giant console yeah yes yeah. at least i have the smaller controller so it's it's nice, but it's such a pain in the ass to yeah pull that one out specifically. Yeah, well, that's what yeah, that's the thing. I'm mostly looking at like getting making these games easier to play because you know I still have my CRT mm -hmm. in the basement, which is still mm -hmm. great and fine. But um, yep. yeah, like these games. And I was thinking when I was going through like uh, GameCube stuff, I was like, well, a lot of these are actually available on you know the Switch, and there there's better right. versions of these games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. But there are some that, that there are not, uh, yeah. and I want to be able to access those. The other cool thing about this whole thing I got going is like you know it downloads those up these upgraded like shader packs that people have done, so they look Ooh. new, they look nice and shiny, uh, nice. and and clean, and <laughs> they look how I remember them. Yeah, <laughs> is how I like to yeah. put it. Because like I have you know seen Double Dash on a CRT coming off a of GameCube recently enough <laughs> because my child plays it in the basement and I'm like yeah that, okay yeah this looks a little rough when I played that on the Steam Deck like it looks fucking clean. Uh, and so I, these are what I high resolution up, texture packs. Yeah, it just looks yeah. Yeah, and I can see it like loads them up like right at the beginning, like you know, shaders downloaded or shaders, you know, whatever, and just like yeah, it looks just nice and you know, it doesn't look like a different game. It just looks sharp. Yeah, well, um, it looks like Dreamcast games actually look because yeah, those yeah. games are sharp. <laughs> uh, and it was it was great. I loaded up uh, Double Dash next to my child on the couch and and showed it to him, and he was like, "Bro!" Like that was the first word he said. It was bro. <laughs> What's that his first word? No, <laughs> just like, my God, you need to stop watching YouTube. He's like, bro, that's sick. I can't believe that's running on there. Oh, my God. <laughs> You've got to like and subscribe. <laughs> yeah. Smash like. Yo. Uh. <clears throat> yeah, because, you wonderful. know, the reality is uh, it it is so uh, occasional that I actually, you know, like pull something off this big wall of shit behind me to put yeah. into a system to play but you know if i have it on one thing and i'm like mm. oh, i feel like playing something old uh and i can just pull it up effortlessly um then i'm gonna do that you yeah. know I, and i can do that now i was i am gonna start like casually playing through marvel versus capcom 2 on ps2 and unlocking all the characters because that runs on there perfectly fine uh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so Dreamcast version, I, I was going to out of loyalty, but like there's some weird little artifacting on the sprites uh, uh, that is not like just, you know, but it, I could just play the PS2 version. It's just on there and runs perfectly fine. Otherwise, I would have just stuck to the Dreamcast version, but you can't tell once you're in there. They're identical. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. And, and those games... Uh, <laughs> You mentioned those games from FYE, Dave. Those continue to pay dividends for me because so many of them were factory sealed. And that is, 
I have made so much fucking money selling factory sealed <laughs> games from FYE that I got for a fucking dollar. Oh, jeez, uh, really? I, I never got time to play them, but like oh. some of them, some of them are like bullshit sealed, like they're resealed. You can tell just by the mm -hmm. shrink wrap. But some of them you look at, it's the real shrink wrap. It has like the Xbox seal. Right. Uh, sometimes like the little security tag still over it, like, and that's a factory sealed video game. And oh, man. you yeah. can. You, you could probably, some of those games, you could probably sell one of them and make back all the money you spent on the game. <laughs> no, none of mine are factory sealed anymore. Some of them. Some of those sealed ones. I, mm, yeah, what? God, hmm. I, hang on. Let me see. I'll, I'll be right back. Oh, look, there he goes. oh, God, there he goes. I set oh, him off. Yeah, something. I was going through my bins and I was like, oh, I have sealed, like, factory sealed copies of PsyOps, The Mindgate oh. Conspiracy, and, like, some... <laughs> Fatal Fury Maximum something and Sudeki, oh. which is like some anime titty looking game. Uh, and I'm like, oh, these games that I paid a dollar for are worth at least like 20, 30, 40 bucks sealed Ooh. to some guy who wants a sealed Xbox collection. And yeah. no, that's like, I, that's what I have left right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that's the end of it. Yeah. Like many of the other ones that were sealed, like I, I sold <laughs> it years past. I'm just like, man, I, <laughs> that that sale really paid off for me <laughs> oh i guess that's the flip like because i always just bought what i was gonna play mm -hmm. but also you know <laughs> i guess the only stuff i have in my closet right now is like some 360 stuff i guess i could get rid of yeah that that was like the only instance where i was just like well these games are a dollar and sometimes less than a dollar i'm just gonna buy anything i might feel like playing sure how, i mean how to go, our, dave <laughs> I, I I thought that I had easily accessible uh, a few of those at, at, oh. at least one. I'm pretty sure my copy of Half Life Two for the original Xbox is still is still factory mm. sealed. Nice. I, I don't know how much that. that would go for. I mean, it might be like tens of dollars, but that's a nice <laughs> return on investment for yeah. something you paid a dollar for. Yeah, I paid a dollar. You know? Yeah, like yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I've been looking at some of the other, you know, like Anbernic now has a Windows handheld, and um, the 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 Ein Odin, you know, series. They, they, there's several configurations of of that. I think one that just runs Android, and maybe one that's Linux based. And um, I, I I've been trying to sort of keep an eye on those, you know, more powerful emulation based handhelds, and. So far, mm -hmm. I feel like I have not seen one. While they all have varying features and like pros and cons, I don't think I've seen one that necessarily beats the Steam Deck in terms of price versus performance. Probably not. And, and the thing is that this also, like, you know, this feels like a good device. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't feel like some flimsy, you know, Chinese knockoff that you're buying at the mall. Uh, kiosk um, not to degrade the many fine portables that you know Aaron Randolph has purchased and, and put through their paces but you know this mm -hmm. feels like a good well-designed well-thought-out device as you know tons of features on it and you know beyond it's just like it can do the emulation and it can play the uh, the PC games that I yeah. have gives me a lot of access to games that are difficult for me to access otherwise yeah um yeah, and and makes I'm, that yeah. yeah experience better. Uh, in in the case of like the, some of these like that specific like Dreamcast, GameCube, PS2 era stuff, you know. Yeah, which love that era. Mm -hmm. yeah, I was just randomly 
Adam Conover on like Ron Funches podcast was talking about his Steam Deck. <laughs> and he was just <laughs> like, I was just happy they finally got one that people like. Like Steam slash Valve has been trying for so long and making these things that just nobody likes. Yeah. <laughs> controller. controller was bad. The, the, what the, Link, the Steam Link uh, was okay. Right. That was okay. But, you know, it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, this was the thing. Like they nailed it finally. Yeah. So yeah. good for them. Yeah, and they 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 seem to have caught up on production. Another, uh, like uh, reserved one two weeks ago and got his email like in the past couple days. So yeah. wow. they're pretty much to the point where you just order one and it's it's coming. Well, I'm interested. <laughs> well, yeah. When I pull that trigger, I do not know. It's still an expensive thing, but yeah seems well worth it yeah it's i heard somebody call it like you know like the best piece of gaming hardware they've ever purchased and it kind of is like just for its sheer versatility of what it can do yeah mm -hmm. um yeah. yeah it's why it's yeah <laughs> i'm i'm really happy with it so far i barely played a fucking game on it. i've just been yeah. testing yeah. things out uh, but no, I mean, now that's that, how now I that felt I, about my yeah. Switch for the past five years is that it is mm -hmm. the best piece of gaming hardware I've ever owned. And uh, but the so having that <laughs> that same convenience for this whole other massive library that mm -hmm. is, yeah, relatively in comparatively inconvenient for me to add to access uh, would be huge if mm -hmm. I had the time to play all those games. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You know. But it's, you, you spend time thinking about how you're going to play these games more oh, than you so actually get to the doing of it. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be sweet. At some point, I'm going to I'm going to break my damn leg and I'm going to be stuck without being able to move for like four months. I'm going to play every game on my shelf that I never got time to play. That's oh, definitely nice. going to happen. Tim, are you I having support. injury daydreams? Are you having? I do sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I just figure I'm. I just figure that I'm due like at some point I'm going to like, I mean, I did have a broken foot, but that was like very, like very minor. Like I just feel at some point, like my level of uh, athleticism is going to meet the collide mm -hmm. with the size of my body and the age of my body in into a disastrous form in, in some <laughs> way, shape or form. I've just avoided having to have like major knee surgery or back surgery or right. some kind of major broken bone for too long. Uh, and eventually it's all it's all going to catch up and and something's going to happen. I just keep looking at that uh, Itchio email from like two years ago when they did that like 1500 game bundle mm -hmm. for charity. And I'm just yep. like, I played a short hike. Yep. <laughs> so many interesting games in there. So many weird, so many. wonderful delights in there. That's it's it's in the same folder as my emulator, so I've been like looking at that bundle uh, pretty frequently the last few days. I'm like, man, there it is. I wonder. I was just sitting there wondering. I'm like, oh man, I wonder how I can like just if I wonder how many of those run on Linux that I can just yeah. install. Well, that's the yeah, other yeah. thing is that yeah. you know, I've, while I've got a massive Steam library, I've also accrued pretty sizable libraries of games from the Epic Game Store and and yeah. uh, Amazon and Itch and. Uh, I don't know how compatible, how easy it is to run those things on that. Depends on if they run on Linux. Yeah. That's really it. It's like, yeah, Steam's or Valve has been working on Linux stuff for a long time. And this is this is that paying the dividends. Yeah. 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 But that's it. That's that, that's it. That's I guess it for what I got to talk about. Yeah. Oof. 
think we're we're there. That works for a podcast well over two. for me. It does yeah. work for a podcast. Yeah, that fills I, my I quota. Have... Yeah, of the, our two-hour podcast quota for the month. We give you a little <laughs> bit of extra there because we were late. <laughs> yeah, that's for those later. couple days in October. Yeah, yeah, I'm a. Uh... Yeah, still off tomorrow with quarantining with my child who mm-hmm. has COVID. Um, though he is he is he is out of symptoms. He's oh, good. well out of. I, you know, I don't know because like he woke up. Did he have anything weird? I don't know. Like he 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 was a fucking train wreck on yeah. Thursday. Uh, he felt awful. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, he woke up Wednesday night just, like, screaming in pain and, like, with a massive fever, and that's when it hit him, and he was just, like, up, like, three times in the night, like, remedicating him, you know, Thursday was a rough day, and then, like, Thursday night, like, almost, like, exactly 24 hours later, he came downstairs to go to the bathroom, and, like, the fever was gone, He and he was, he was all sweaty, so he had, like, just, like, sweat the thing out, oh. um, and I was like, okay, good. And then since then, I was like, he had like a sore throat Saturday morning. And, mm-hmm. but yeah, he's been pretty much back up to full energy the past three days. So okay. he seems on track to rejoin society according to current CDC <laughs> guidelines on Tuesday. <laughs> no eye roll whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With, with the mask. But, uh, whatever yeah i've been pretty cavalier about it since i just got the booster shot and uh had covid a couple months ago so i'm just like i don't think it's getting me again (laughs) like right now i'm so i've been with him for it'll be four days after tomorrow nice lots of time to work on setting up my steam deck and now it's all set and ready to go there you go (laughs) there you go yeah. yeah baby well thanks for listening people yeah thanks folks this has been the awesome power podcast (laughs) <laughs> October is a great month for masks. <laughs> the sour bobo in the chat. Oh, Oy. oh, hey, didn't you have a question for Dave last month? Yeah, someone did. I can't, I can't remember whether it was him. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, thanks oh, that was all right. Next month, yeah. well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, maybe we'll catch you again later this month, or maybe we won't. We'll see. We'll have to see what happens. Happy spooky season, everybody. Um, spooky season. Gonna be digging well, into think, those spooky think, games this month. I think Halloween is on a Monday. Yeah, the is, worst possible day. I know yeah. twenty twenty was on a either a Friday or a Saturday with a full moon. Yep. And, yep. It was just yep. like the perfect death. Yeah. I won't very mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, it'll just be a Monday and that'll yeah. be that. So yeah, I don't know. So weird thing. Uh whatever that's the end of the podcast (laughs) the yawns are taking over all right good night everybody we're saying goodbye trick-or-treating rules yeah good night yeah